Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Ahoy hoy, everyone, and welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. And yes, that was me oddly quoting Mr. Burns, because <laughs> it's noon on a hurricane Sunday, and I'm tired. But we do it anyway. See? Natural disasters, no impetus here. Uh, I mean, Miles is in Florida, and he kind of is in a natural disaster. So you can go first. How you doing? Good. I can't wait to leave Florida. Uh, I can't wait to decide if I'm actually coming to see you. <laughs> actually, I am coming to see you in November. Can't decide if I'm going to be there in a couple weeks or not for a couple days. Seems like uh, playing with fire. It is. It is. It's like walking on the sun, to quote Smash Mouth. Fantastic. Uh, Ryan. Well, you better be quoting Smash Mouth in your description of how you're doing. Uh, uh, all that glitter is gold. All right. Is that the line? I don't know. You can see yourself out. I, that, I don't know. Uh, you're, you, you all are all stars, including our listeners. So there you go. Decent or, recovery. And Steve. Hello, everyone. I'm back. I know you missed me. We missed you, Steve. I got the tweets and the emails. Mouth song was that? It was mostly just uh, my burner account is Denis Villeneuve, but uh, yeah. Oh, that was you go. Oh. And I guess uh, Ryan missed me. I did terribly. <laughs> I missed you. Oh, yeah. Things got really off the rails without you to ground us. <laughs> yeah, I heard the old like, like yeah. Like we all we all decided us. to just ground ourselves and put ourselves in a room for a week and not talk mm, to yeah. anyone. Uh, we're all back. Yeah. Well, we uh, we're back in the uh, we're back in the groove. And uh, Ryan McDermott has a question for us, which will actually lead into the next segment, which leads into wait, this. This will actually work out. You know what, me. Ryan? You're the best. We've not, we don't say that enough, by the way. But Ryan Seriously, the thank best. you, Ryan, for, for doing so many great questions and keeping us with stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I've taken to just reaching out a day or two before we record and being like, you're up. So <laughs> we need I to give him a nickname it. or a title uh, or we something. We should just have him on the show one time. Yeah. Just to... Just to for all of his kind know. words, and I don't know. You, and then we find out he, he, he's a Russian bot. Damn it! I want to hear. Yeah, I want to well, hear. Sometimes you want to meet your heroes. Okay. Sometimes, and then Some, sometimes you meet me. And so, yeah, I was like, and sometimes I meet Joe, and I go, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Joe Not made so a good point there. Let's. Uh... Yeah. yeah, we need to keep some mystery. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll 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 maybe arrange a reader a reader episode, listener episode. Yeah. Um. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. So uh, Ryan wants us to do a uh, Hugh Jackman filmaholic face-off. Ooh. Interesting. Um, oh, yeah, because Reminiscence is coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah movie, I remember that movie's sure coming exists. out. Yeah, no, it's out. And even having watched it, I'm not sure it exists. Yeah. I. Um, it's, incredibly, it's incredibly forgettable. Yeah. Um, X2 or The Prestige? Oh, interesting. Um, That's a tough one. I'm assuming Miles, Ryan, Steve. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do think X2 is among the stronger X-Men films, especially of that early segment. Um, But I got to go with The Prestige. That's that's a great one for sure. Yeah, I agree with Miles. I got to go with The Prestige. It's my favorite Nolan. And uh, he's fantastic in it. And... uh, I love when he gives two to three different performances in it, and they're all like very distinct all really, from one another. Yeah, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, they're all really good, and um, you at first root for him as a good guy, and then he's like the villain at the end, 
and it's and I love that the film sort of goes on that wave of uh, of emotions uh, with the audience. So yeah, it's Nolan's best. He's great in it. Plus, he's he gets to interact with David Bowie. Who doesn't love that? Fair. All right, I am going to uh, switch it up a little bit. I'm going to go with X2. As odd as it sounds, I have a very personal uh, connection to the film, which I won't get into. Um, there's it's more about the the environment of me going, but I will. Uh, I'm picking it for that reason. But also, they're both great. Oh, oh, I thought Steve was us. about to say, and also for Brian Singer. Uh, well, no, Steve, Steve, yeah, free, free Brian Singer is what. Uh, no, no, it has nothing to do no, with was, Brian Singer. It has something more. See, I was going with he was a mutant. I was going with Steve's a mutant. That's fair. That is also fair. X two is his Stonewall. He's the first Sentinel. He's a shapeshifter. Did someone find my diary? I'm a mutant robot. <laughs> X X two is Steve's Stonewall. That's my quote. Of oh the my day. god. Um, which also what a, makes me think of that awful movie Stonewall. What a quote. Put that on the poster. What a, what a bad... What, bad at for Stonewall? I guess so. I mean, Trust it doesn't me. have any quotes other than... It's not great. I mean, there was a lot of quotes of... Wow, they put a boring white guy at the front of this riot. <laughs> yeah. What an awful well, movie. Well, it's Roland Emmerich, uh, isn't it? Yep. 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 Well, that's oh, all you need to know. I was, to, I was supposed to interview him, and then I watched the movie. When were you going to do that? The day after out. tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> no, this this was back in what, And was that on Independence Day? In what year? 2012? I just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miles, make your better joke. Well, I beat him to the previous joke. So Damn it. Like, yeah, Miles did. my territory. Yeah, Miles did beat me to it. Fair enough. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the prestige. Uh, X2 is good, but honestly, until the more recent run of, of him as Wolverine, I didn't think he was... That biggest standout. I wasn't watching the X movies for uh, like the acting per se. What, what were you, you definitely had a presence. What were you watching him. it for? <laughs> Just for the fun? Yeah, decent action movies. No, decent action. Yeah, the oh, decent okay. action movies. Then I, I'm, I thought I'm there was something more the sinister there. It sounded no, like. no. I just honestly, I don't, I don't, I never was a huge X Men fan. The first one's fine. Like it's more the novelty of it existing. X two is X two is definitely better. Yeah. Last Dance awful. You know the. Yeah. Last Dance bad. Yeah. I mean, there's enough that even if you're in sort of indifferent, you can recognize the ebb and flow of the quality there. Yeah, um, Logan's good. And then Logan's great. Well, no, Logan. Yeah. Logan is amazing. Logan's Logan is really the good. one that I responded yeah. to. Um, it's not like a masterpiece then, or anything, but it's really good. Yeah. It's damn close. I got to say yeah. though. Yeah. Um, it's not. The, but the I, I like. I like uh, First Class. To be honest, First Class is First Class is solid. Yeah. The Wolverine is fine. Days of Future um, Past. Origins is awful. Yeah. Days of Future Past is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And um, Apocalypse is awful. Terrible. Oh, and so, um, Dark Phoenix. Oh, Dark Phoenix is awful. Don't remember that movie? So no, it exists. Oddly, I think there's I think there's as many bad movies in the franchise as good. And then yeah. uh, New Mutants. The New Mutants is fine. It got a lot of like it's, yeah. Crappy it just got a lot of to it, but like yeah, it's fine. It never it's totally released. watchable. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. You can tell they fucked with it. Yeah, exactly. But, but still. Whatever. I think it's I, I think Indeed. it's uh, just a franchise where you go on a ride with it, and yeah, um, yeah. there's and ups just, and downs for sure. And you and you just don't care about continuity, and you just go and watch some, I, like Joey said, some decent action movies. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, decency, there's none in the next comparison. Oh boy. Les Mis are the greatest showman. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus Christ. Um. They're both awful. This is yeah. This is a real <laughs> neither situation. Um. 
or Pitfoot. I like I, how I said that joke. I guess I'll go with Les Mis. It doesn't work at all, and he's not even especially good in it. But at least the core musical is solid. I don't like anything about The Greatest Showman. Uh, I'm going to go with Les Mis. I actually think he is really good in it. And um, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, Les Mis is just known for being long and sappy and long and long and long. Um, but uh, I and I do think it's the last good Tom Hooper film that we get because of the close ups do kind of work for the emotionality of the characters. But he's really good in the film. Like, uh, I, I really mean, wanted to be a dick and say the last good Tom Hooper movie was The Damned United. <laughs> Oh, that's actually, I actually a really good film. I actually might not disagree with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I the really King's Speech is... Was that in between the King's Speech and... and uh, it's right before the King's Speech. Right before the King's Speech. Well, I mean, John Adams is the best thing he's ever done, to be fair. Actually, that I would agree with. Um, like, no, you know. And I'm, and I'm teasing because the King's Speech is solid. It's just... It's fine. It's just... Speech. I think it's Oscar prestige makes us like it less than we actually do. Yeah. What, the damn... Oh, it, what? The irony, the, is, King's speech. the irony is... Oh, yeah. I like the King's Speech. I think it's fine. I think it's... It's fine. It's fine. I think if the film the didn't win Best Picture, we see it... It wouldn't do what it did. I didn't yeah, hear it. I think... It, yeah. I think if it won... I said it wouldn't, it wouldn't have... It wouldn't have been what it was. It had to come out now. Yeah. Well, oh, I'll that's sort of... I think very, if it didn't win Best Picture over the Oscar social fair. network, people would have probably been a little kinder to it. Over. If well, it came out I'm now, saying. it would be on a streamer or uh, or a, a cable network. It would be the dig yeah. on Netflix. It would Netflix. be the you know BBC. Well, the, movie well, the problem movie. is at the time you still had Harvey Weinstein with with a substantial amount of power, and it became the the hard sell. Yeah, and it's very easy for the hard sell to be not um, not really backlash in terms of the voters, but yeah. in terms of the audience. You know, it's very easy for like same with Green Book. Yeah, like the Green Book has its issues, but it's not an unentertaining film that's relatively harmless. Like it's not meant to be this big controversial thing. It's meant to be like a silly, fun movie. No, with like a nice message. And then they, it and just then, it and then they just ride things. a wave and win awards, and people get angry with it. Because well, that's the thing. If you take away the awards, like if that was just like a February movie that no one remembered, like if that was Best of Enemies the next year, you would have been like, I mean, I mean, that's a little like white saviory, maybe a lot. But like they're fine in the movie, and I and I giggled at that fucking him eating a pizza and shit like that. You wouldn't have had the the hatred of it. It's more the fact yeah. that and the, the you way, feel like when it, it you feel like it, and wanting winning at TIFF and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the feeling that you feel like it conned people with taste. It's not even the worst film in its lineup, like Green Book. Like, um, it's probably either Bo Rap or Vice. I like Vice, but Bohemian Rhapsody is worse. Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody is much more down the middle. And land, but because of that, it's actually worse. Besides the like inept cutting, it's also just got a terrible lead actor performance. Maybe we'll do that game one day. We'll do that one day. Um, all right, but Steve, my pick, Steve. I I don't mind either film. I don't love them, but uh, The Greatest Showman. I know a lot of people who do love it, uh, namely my kids. So yeah, they sing the songs all the time, every single time they're on. So for that reason, I'll go with The Greatest Showman. That movie weirdly had legs, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It kept it going. A, it, it lasted for weeks. And yeah, at the box office, it actually. Grew. It was a lot it was like. Um, it reminded me no of like uh, American Sniper, where that movie had tons of legs. It's like we, you never can well, you never can figure out what movie is going to have legs or not, and those two did. And um, I mean, speaking <clears throat> of 
no comments because I know you're going to go off on a tear, but like Free Guy is having great legs. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I would have told you it's I good. I don't like the film, but but I'm glad for the box office success because mm-hmm. we need some. Of I mean, those it's more right of now. a the quirk of it's very hard to tell what's going to do anything at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds like said, is also my... a marketing machine. He's all over the place. He's yeah, that guy. That, he, he, like if you want a movie to do well, put him in it because yeah. he's just going to yeah. campaign I mean, the shit out of it. He doesn't sit. This back. is very apt that in the Hugh Jackman face-off, we're talking about Ryan Reynolds instead. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Um, it's all part of his plan. No, I, I mean, I think my statement is still true that the biggest budget movies are still the ones that are going to suffer, and the smaller your budget, the more likely you are to kind of do what you were always going to do. Yeah. But you can mitigate that somewhat. One, by not coming out for free. Yeah. Um, or having an at-home viewing option. Yeah. Even though I would argue it's probably a good idea still. Yeah. And um, and having someone like that who can incessantly promote it. The things that are, that are, that are not hitting are, unfortunately, like, I think The Nighthouse didn't do very well. And that's a great movie. No one knew that but movie was coming out, though. That was a movie that people who follow like the film world know, and that's already a limited amount, and, then, and they're either seeing it or not. And then they had like a C minus cinema score, which is not good. Well, because it's because well, all the all the all the elevated horror does that. Yeah, exactly. When they when they try not to tell you it is, because I think the Nighthouse also didn't really play up that it was that kind of movie. No, I think the trailer was maybe a little more horror. Yeah, but anyway, people hate all that loss. thinking. Um, yeah. That, that fancy book learning. Um, <laughs> I guess Les Mis is better made than The Greatest Showman. Um, he's equally mad in both, but I do kind of like two songs in The Greatest Showman. So I guess I'll go, <clears throat> I'll go Les Mis as a movie. There you go. Yeah, but I can listen to The Greatest Showman if necessary. I can listen to both, honestly. But whatever. Yeah. Bad movies with listenable soundtracks. Uh, better ones now. Bad Education or Missing Link. Ooh. Ooh, um I am normally a very big fan of uh the Leica animated films. Um I don't think Missing Link is one of their best, but it was solid. Uh Bad Education I think is fantastic and I think it's one of his better performances in it. Um yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that one. Man, me and yep. me and Miles agreeing a lot this morning. Um yeah, I agree. Bad Education's fantastic. He should have won the Emmy over Ruffalo. Um I'm still kind of pissed at that. Because uh, he's fantastic in that film. And yeah, uh, Missing Link's fine. It's no Coraline. It's definitely no Paranorman or Kubo. So yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll follow up, go the same route. Clean sweep. Love bad education. Mm-hmm. It might be his best performance, only challenged by uh, our next face off, mm-hmm. which is our final one. What? Prisoners or Logan. Oh. Ryan well, is, is on his game. One. He is on his game this week. Yep. Damn, Ryan. Make it yeah, easy once in a while, dude. One. God, he's great. No, I like the challenging ones, though. It makes yeah. us think. I know. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, I love both movies, and I think I agree. I think it's two of his best performances in these two movies. Um, uh, it's hard to say, because Prisoners was the first film I ever saw from Denis Villeneuve, and it, it's what made me fall in love with him. Uh, but Logan, I think, is one of the best uh, comic book films of all time. Ah, it's so tough. I think I'll probably go with Logan ever so slightly just because I find it easier to come back to. Whereas Prisoners is amazing, but it's such a tough watch. And it's probably about 30 minutes longer than it needs to be. 
Yeah. I'd say the same thing about Logan. I think that you can shave like 20 minutes off that movie and you'd be fine. Um, but I, th- I just, most movies you could probably shave 20 minutes off and they'd be better off for it. Um, I'm going to go with prisoners because you can't beat looking at, and it's a slight edge because I love Logan, but you can't beat looking at Deacon's cinema, cinematography for. I thought you were about to say Melissa Leo. Yeah, she's great too, and Gyllenhaal's great. So yeah, yeah I thought you just meant, like amazing. physical. I'll go. Like, I'll go with her uh, character. It's all. I'll the go staring. with uh, with prisoners. Yeah, I just I just thought you were enamored by the the beauty of that character. Oh well, you know. Not really, but if you want to go on and date her, you're more than welcome. To and you know, her. and you know, she parties. She's got that that She's, fun coke. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with prisoners. Thank you. <laughs> it's just RC Cola. Exactly. It just does that to people. It's just tab. Uh, mm-hmm. So there you go, Steve. All right, I'm on board with prisoners too, but I'm going to vote Logan. Uh, it's a great great way to wrap up a character that he did a tremendous job on throughout, even through some terrible films. We have a, a satisfying conclusion. So I will vote Logan. I'd like to see more like that, more adult, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I love Plus, Patrick Stewart in the film. Yeah, I was going to say oh, Patrick so Stewart. Good. Too. I'm going to make everyone happy and I'm going to split the difference and say that I really like Logan, but uh, I'll go Prisoners. So it's two and two. Yeah. Right. I, I, I do agree. Like Logan is a movie that has aged well over time. I just like I think I like the first half of the film a little bit more than the second half. That's um, fair. But um, but I still I it gets me every time at the end, um, yeah. with the yeah. daddy, uh, like every time, it's, it's a gut um, punch. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, now Ryan asks for us to do the four heads that would go on Mount Rushmore, which is horror or action movie death scenes. Okay, Rushmore. Hmm. I mean, I can think of some fun ones that are that are not all timers. They're just unique. I love a unique death scene. I have one that I think is an all timer. I'll give you uh, two that are not all timers. They're just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, one is from a movie called Otis that no one has seen. Okay. But uh, Kevin Pollock gets killed with a like hot curling iron down his throat. <laughs> fun. And I love it. I don't know why I laughed at this. <laughs> I did the same thing. It's phenomenal. Oh. Or. Um, there's of course American Psycho 2 All American Girl ha- uh, hashtag Miles is Sunday Scaries uh, about American Psycho this week, which um, I believe American Psycho One to be clear. Yeah, yeah, I mean if you want to write about American Psycho Two, I do not. Right I do not. Um, someone is killed with a condom though. It's pretty incredible. Great. Like stretched out as a choking device beyond all of its potential stretchiness. Um, Let, let's not get the facts in the way of a good kill. Yeah, um, I would say Samuel Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Yep, that's it's an all, one the fourth. It's an all timer, like just great monologue, and then all of a sudden, boom, eaten alive. Gotta love it. Yep. Um, I think Sean Bean being destroyed by a satellite in Goldeneye is always great because, like, you gotta have Sean I mean, Bean you can, on your list. You can just put Sean Bean. Yeah, as a, as a, as a on the I mean, list. like, there's. I mean, for emotionality's sake, sorry, Joe, but the the Fellowship of the Ring, he's great in. Um, but it's a more prolonged death, I would say. There, I I, I feel that um, it's not exactly a fun death. It's not a fun it's, death it's, either. It's definitely it's a just, memorable. Scene. It's emotional. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, oh God, there was a everything about the Lord. Of, I think everything a, about the Lord of the Rings is prolonged. I think of the way that Immortan Joe dies um, with his basically his jaw ripped off from him. 
uh, by Furiosa in the car. In that's pretty good. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. That's great. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out the uh, the uh, Venus flytrap in Saw Two. Well, that's good. I think gotta have a saw one in there. I like the dogs that kill all the henchmen in uh, John Wick. Can't tell you which one. They all just they all just that would be three. Yeah, I've got a good one that I think it has to make it. Uh, John Hurt, John Hurt, and Alien. Which one, Steve? John Hurt, the parasite coming through his chest, and Alien. Oh, Oh, that's a good one. That's That's classic. classic. There we go. That's in there. That's so we got then we got Arrow. Then uh, Robocop the. the guy oh the he explodes on the windshield yes <laughs> well so i i, I like that one i was actually gonna throw out the what the guy that gets shot like 11 billion times in the boardroom near the beginning of the movie yeah <laughs> there's a few and that's a pretty great one either way those I think two, either will, one of those i think of will ferrell dying in either of the austin paris sequels or movies more of a comedy but more yeah of a comedy. And when will, will ferrell dies in elf 2 <laughs> oh. um Michael Ironside in uh, Total Recall to me, just so for the oh, line. Yeah. See, you See you with the party, party Richter. Richter. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a good one. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, I've, I've, I mean, any any of these work out for the four. Yeah, I've got one that's definitely an all timer, which is um, the exploding head from Scanners. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. That, that, right, so if we're that's... talking about heads, that's a head. How about uh, the 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 Nazis dying in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like that's. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Good. We're definitely, well, we're definitely not narrowing this down. Yeah, Quint, there's so, there's a lot of memorable ones. Readers, yeah. you pick the four. Yeah. <laughs> oh, real quick, That's one more we... I got to throw out is um, Johnny Depp exploding into a geyser of blood from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That's fair. Mm. That That's real topical. Yeah. <laughs> he feels oppressed by the blood. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Depp. <sighs> All right, so... Um, I want to go from this into something quickly, which is uh, Miles had a uh, warm take. I don't know if it was quite a hot take. It wasn't very hot. No, but he says tepid, uh, he tweeted take. on Saturday evening. Is it controversial to say that Candyman 2 is still one of Bill Condon's best movies? Because that's the way I feel. Uh, I am one other person liked it, so I don't know if there was a huge... Uh, call out for discussion but we're doing it anyway um because i um initially was like i think he might be right and then i looked it over and i have a different pick but let's talk about it real quick so we talked about off air a little bit bill condon is kind of anonymous in that you know he's a sort of a-list director and he has a prestige about him but oddly bakes a lot of garbage yeah so um his directorial credits you got sister sister couldn't tell you what that which is. is um i believe i've seen it but i couldn't tell you anything disney about it. channel show no okay though if he did that'd that be, great. Would be funny um he because he, he started out writing stuff he wrote fx2 um so his sophomore feature was Candyman: farewell to the flesh which while not being as good as the first Candyman. which side note um after this ryan and i are going to talk about Candyman. it's an insert we're seeing it in the future, but before you hear this, so yes. the magic of the movies, or Steve's editing song. The movie. Yes. Um, Candyman 2, I mean, it's not the third one, which is terrible, terrible. Um, but this one, this one I, I liked. It's got a terrible Rotten Tomatoes rating, but I think that's just, they don't have a lot of the 95 reviews. 
So, um, so, so, here. so here, real quick on that, just because this is kind of what spurred the tweet in the first place. Um, <clears throat> last night uh, with some friends, we uh, watched the first two Candyman movies back to back, sort of in preparation for the new one. Um, and I had only seen like the first half of the first one before, so it was mostly all new to me. Uh, I think the first one is a better movie, uh, just because it feels, you know, more classical, more well-made. But I think I might have enjoyed the second one more, if you know what I mean. I think it's 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 got all the silly shit that I like from a horror movie sequel. The the kills are gorier. The acting is more over the top. The the lore is much more in your face. But it's surprisingly like well shot and well put together for yeah. a movie that on the surface would you would assume would be a lot trashier than it actually is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's got a hilarious CGI mirror death at the end. That's yeah. like who doesn't they, love a good they linger like... on it for an embarrassingly long amount of time. <laughs> yeah, they do. All right, so here's so so compare Candyman two to the following options: Gods and Monsters, good movie. He writes Chicago, so that doesn't count. No, Kinsey, which is actually what I'm going to say is the better movie. I mm. Kinsey is probably my close second. I, Kinsey's, I Kinsey's pretty lot. good. Dream Girls. Oh. Talk about a movie that has not aged well, Dreamgirls. Mm. Like, um, ugh. I mean, Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part One or Part Two. Yeah. Now talk about talk points. about hilarious deaths, Breaking mm. Dawn, Part Two. Like when anytime somebody's head gets like ripped off or something, that's hysterical in those movies. But anyway, no, they're bad. The Fifth Estate, trash. Mister Holmes, decent. Not very memorable. But yeah, Boring. yeah, but not memorable. Beauty and the Beast, garbage. Writes the Greatest Showman, so Wolf. Jesus. Um, the Good Liar. You know, I liked most of the Fine. Good Liar until the twist at the end. I thought the twist at the end was horrid. And and he is in. He is uh, apparently in production or going to be in production on Guys and Dolls. And a movie oh, called <laughs> and a movie called Marley, which is an original movie musical that tells the tale of Charles Dickens' classic A Christmas Carol from the perspective of Jacob Marley, the former business partner of Ebenezer Scrooge. Marley was dead no, thank you. to begin with. Oh my god. Marley Speaking and of me. Movies that nobody asked for. Marley and me. There you go. There you go. Um so yeah, I mean I I think I think Miles makes a decent point. If it's not the best one, it's it's up there. It's certainly probably the most fun he's ever had. Yeah, I, I'd probably go Gods and Monsters or Kinsey, but, you know. Yeah. I'd finish off the top three with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something to consider. Um, speaking of Candyman, uh, Ryan, say his name three times and we'll start talking about Candyman. I'm not saying it even once because I don't want to go. All right, well. I think when we say it three times, Steve and, and Miles are going to disappear. Oh, Candyman. Go ahead, do it. I, I need a break. Candyman. Candyman. All this. Candyman. 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 No, Joe. No, no. Really? No. You don't want me to make a kind of decent, mildly mediocre movie up here? Because <laughs> we're talking about Candyman. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, it's fine. But my my main issue, so I'm I my review is up on the site. It's two and a half stars. I think it's even potentially a little generous, though we will talk in a little bit about how it's ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that is a bit of a surprise, especially considering the audience I saw it with. 
I, I don't feel like anyone in the audience liked the movie. But we can talk about that in a minute. I just think that the the headier Jordan Peele aspects of it are are very much at odds with the frankly dumb slasher movie that's also there. Like it's they're both fine on their own, but I, I really get the sense that like Jordan Peele started writing the script, kind of got into a corner of uh, I kind of reached the limit of where the stuff I'm interested in is playing here. And I don't want to make this. So I'm going to have someone else direct and they can put their touch on the screenplay and I'll produce. And you get a, a messy movie that does some things right, some things wrong, and, and isn't boring and isn't not interesting, but just uh, is never as good as you would hope. There's nothing better than the, the puppet scene that plays over the end credits. That's still the best thing about this. Yeah. And then, I mean, I didn't see it in a theater, Joe. I, I opted to watch it at home just because the, the, they gave us the option to do that. Did they give you the option to do that? They did not. I okay. might have been able to request it, but I just yeah. got an all media and I actually uh, took uh, Casey from the site with no. me. Well, look at that. Um, Pictures on uh, the internet to prove it. I watched it. I watched it with my wife last night and I think she enjoyed it more than I did just because she sort of likes like, uh, I mean, she's been watching a lot of bad horror films when, you know, I've been doing other stuff. Fair. So I think she's like in the, the realm of like, yeah, it's fine. Um, and usually that's like her response to something like she doesn't outrightly love. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, for me, I just, I thought that the movie, I, I think you're right. The more I've thought about it, I think the more I've disliked it. Um, I wrote my review for a different publication. And as I was writing it, I'm sort of was breaking it down in my head. That this movie doesn't know exactly what it wants to be. No. It doesn't know if it wants to be like a revitalization of the franchise, right? Or the property. It's not even a franchise. It's a property. A sequel to the original. It, you know what it is? A Jordan it's Peele a, movie. It is what um, Matt Singer of Screen Crush uh, coined, I think when it was Force Awakens time, a legacy sequel. Like it's the legacy of it. It's kind of a sequel, but not in a traditional sense. It's not quite a remake. True, but... It's its own thing. Then I started thinking about it more. The movie does want to be a direct sequel to it. And by doing so, it retcons the origin of the character of Candyman by being about candy men. And that's all I'll say about that. And... It's connection to Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. And then there's just, uh, there are threads here that are, are not fully connected. This movie is 91, 92 minutes long. There feels like 20, 30 minutes cut off the, off, off the board here. There's a, yeah, there's a gigantic jump in the third act, I would say. Yes. And there's characters, motivations that just feel out of left place. And then Joey, there's the the politics of this movie, and is, sort of what they yeah. turn Candyman into by the end is not what this character fully ever was, and that's yeah. where the Jordan Peele stuff comes into effect. And it feels like I, I agree with you. It feels like he was he originally w- wrote the script with his screen partner, 
um, when, um, what's his fact? I, I don't even remember his name. It's the guy that does like, um, the twilight zone stuff with him. And, um, is that the Win Rosenfeld? Is that, yes. Is that, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And so they started writing this. He maybe got the idea for that new movie that's coming out. Uh, nope. Or just new movie. got to the point where you would normally be like, mm, okay, I'm, I can pitch this, this project. Yeah. Or he can, I can pitch this and give this to somebody else. And then I think Nia DaCosta, who is a relatively new face to the world. I mean, obviously this is like going to be supposedly her breakout. And then she's got Captain Marvel two coming out uh, in a couple of years. So she's a capable screenwriter too, because if you've seen little woods, you know that she's able to balance in a deeply uh, troubling subject, like a, like a abortion with um, the sort of family dynamic between Lily James and, Tessa Thompson in that film. And it felt like she didn't really, I felt like the, what is it? The Tamara Paris. Is that her name is? Yeah. The girlfriend character. I felt like that was the stuff she was trying to bring in. I felt like Jordan Peele was doing the Yaya character, which is the better character by far, which is, it is the better character, but I think you could have the girlfriend character say something but you didn't give her enough time to maybe connect both the dots of the trauma. The way that it would have worked to do it the way they were doing it would have been as a series. If they had done like yes. the Candyman series, you would have split equal time between them because they're they're honestly not together a ton of the movie. No, and also they don't tackle. They have twists in this film that do come a mile away. I think the yeah. marketing for this film. It's great marketing. There's, there's no question about the marketing of this movie, Joe. It is fantastic. You're right. The whole vignettes, right, of uh, the puppet show, the puppetry. That's great. It's in the film. It's in the, the the credits. It's in the marketing. I mean, like that stuff, that's a genius idea. And some of the twists are largely hidden. Like the trailer does a good a good job of not showing you much. So no. The things it doesn't, that we- but it does sort of reveal where it's going sort of but if you tell some if you just told someone what this movie is they i think they would go wait what yeah by the end of it because yeah once you see um let's call it a physical change begin for a character i think it's very clear where it's going yeah and i think that maybe they thought was a little more clever than it is like it's not bad it's a choice and i i don't i don't take issue with that's the thing any of the bolder swings no issue with because you're doing something different and I'm, I'm fine with that. It's just that all of the more traditional horror stuff is kind of thrown off. Like just, it's also this property has never really been a slasher film except for the second one, which is not a, except, amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the first one's not, and is but, a but that's what, the, but they're sort of just getting rid of two and three. It's sort of yeah, like with Halloween, right? Didn't happen, which is weird yeah. because two and three, have more in common with this one oddly yeah i mean the less said about three the better three is a terrible movie we don't need to talk about that (laughs) i I mean we talked about it earlier two your mileage varies yeah one i think is yeah yeah, one is largely recognized as a good film i think the thing here is and that's where they're borrowing a lot from yes is the first film and it has a connection that you know you'll see when you know it's not spoiled it's actually I would say it's spoiled very early on, but it's yes. not like revealed until later on. Like if you saw, if you rewatched the original Candyman, 
and then you watch this movie. It oddly makes this movie worse. It makes the yes, you're right. It makes this movie ten times worse. It also makes you feel kind of stupid as an audience member a little bit, if you or a fan of the franchise because of the fact that you know at least with like like the Force Awakens, right, or even the Halloween films and stuff like that, you didn't kind of have to watch those movies. Yeah. Um, to still have that, you didn't like if you rewatch those films, it wasn't going to detriment the new film this one does and it feels like like look i love jordan peele i think get out's great us i think is even better um over time for me um i think that um he is um gonna have some misses every now and then and i think that the problems with this film aren't the costas direction because no, I think her I think direction, her very good. the cinematography, the editing is really well done. Most Te- technically, the film is like technically, the film is pretty good. Shy of the kills, I think yes. the, the kill Shy scenes the... are very mediocre, generic. Yeah, which is funny because there's a comment on the review that I wrote that they go, uh, "This review does not make any sense. It's horror. It's going to be a lot of killing in a horror film. A good horror film will have a deep story with a lot of killing." The new Candyman had both. Try to make sense when you review a film. One, I question whether this person has seen the film. But That's the thing. Yeah, I've seen let's, people. Let's pretend just, they saw it. Yeah. I'll give yeah. them. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. My response was, uh, "When did I complain about killing? I'm a Saw fan. Like, if you know anything about me, the <laughs> yeah. killing is you're not on be the, the marketing issue. for Spiral. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> my issue, my issue, as I said, is the headier moments and the dumber generic horror elements don't organically mix. And no, it feels it's... like two separate entities, and that's the thing. Like. I would have wanted the full-on Jordan Peele, kind of barely a horror film version, which I guess mm-hmm. is kind of us, closer than anything else. Yes, or, that's the, yeah, yeah you're not the, wrong. Or make the dumber Candyman sequel that they've been trying to make for 20 years, that, like, it wouldn't be as good as this, as this movie, no. but it would be more honest. I feel like they they kind of... Be honest stuffed, to the property. Yeah, it's sure. stuffed mm-hmm. in the modern social commentary. Because, you know... Some of it, you know, it, it's just, you, you know that Jordan Peele is going to look at the idea of Cabrini Green and go, let's make it a, a rich person's high rise now. Like, that's not hard to guess. And that's fine. Like, that's the kind of stuff that's good. But then, um, without spoiling things, everything with Coleman Domingo sucks. Oh, I mean, he's, I mean, look, I know you really love Zola. Yeah. Um, I think, it, and I don't love Zola, but I think he's fantastic in that film because there's that unpredictability right yeah this is this is like a portrayal of him as an actor and his abilities i mean and in his character his motivations make no damn sense no no sense and it that's where it goes back to if you added 10 minutes to that character to sort of explain why he goes to these links to at the end 10 more minutes for the girlfriend, 10 more minutes to Yaya's backstory, you know, 10 more minutes, maybe to some of the supporting characters, you have a fleshed out world. This doesn't feel fleshed out. It feels rushed. And people, I mean, Joe, at the time of recording this, this movie is sitting at 90 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I mean, take that what you will. I mean, like a lot of movies have been getting passes already this year from people, but I think that this one, this one fundamentally should not be getting a pass. Here's my question. 
explain to me, and this is a generic question because there's no answer, why this movie has 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, many of the reviews are saying it's flawed, but it does more right than it does wrong. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, you can review something however you want. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. But here's my question. How come that movie is 90% with most people giving it a pass and Spiral is 37% with largely the same idea of like, oh, they made this different and better and there's social commentary, but it's still Saw. Like, why did we decide that Candyman is classy horror when it's not meant to be? I think it is Jordan Peele's name. Which is a problem. It's It's a problem. I wouldn't call it a problem. It's just. No, it is a problem. It is a problem from the standpoint of like, if you are going in well one this movie shouldn't be i mean this is the problem i've had with it from the beginning is that jordan peele's name has been plastered all over it and we and i've come to see anita DaCosta film i haven't come to see a jordan peele film does that make yeah. sense oh yeah and, and like i think we see i too see much more of than enough i see more than enough of her to go i want i listen i wanted to see the marvels but you know it's like ooh, okay i know why marvel picked her yeah like she definitely has an eye. Like some of the thing there, there's one horror scene that is really well done in an elevator. Yes. Oh, but that was That's very really creative. Yeah. And that I wanted more of that. The problem I think the is, first 30 minutes are really good at this. movie. Yeah, no, it, everything it takes after that is the hell from there. There's also, they, they like forget the, their own rules, which I always <laughs> yeah, don't they, like. Yeah. Like yeah, they do. you can have as stupid a set of rules as you want. <laughs> just follow them. And yeah. Throughout this franchise, it's always been if you say Candyman's name, he kills you or he stalks you. Yeah. Like he comes for you. In this movie, when you say Candyman's name, he kind of like surveys the landscape and pick decides who he's going after. Yeah, which is not what this character ever has been about. No. And and, and there's also a, a subplot, not even a subplot, but just throughout the movie, like the Yaya's uh, protagonist is kind of looking into the history of it because he was unaware. And then once he's being tormented by by Candyman, or not even really tormented, so much as, like, checked in on. Yeah. Uh, that's so the other thing. Like, like, looked upon. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, they, they, they're very inconsistent with how much Candyman likes or doesn't like um, Anthony, which yeah. does play into the legacy of the film, but that's another story. I don't think it necessarily does a bad job there. But then there's scenes where he'll say the name... And other people, or like there's a scene where someone, he goes to visit someone at their apartment and doesn't say the name. It's not implied that that person says the name, but Candyman sure shit butchers that person. Yeah. Or um, at the very end, someone says the name four times. Yes. And another person finishes the fifth time. And then and and all the attacks person. go to that person. No, the, first of, the, of all, the attack goes to a third person first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. It goes like to that. like seven other people and then it gets to that. And it's like, what? That's not yeah. how this works. No, it's, it's, it's which. But Joe, that's fine if you want to do that. But you have to establish those rules in your film. You have to then say this is a reimagining, a retelling of the rules, a, a different way of the rules. And it doesn't do that. It very it doesn't much do says that either. follow the original rules. Yeah. And, and so by the original rule standards, this movie falls apart. Yeah. And uh, it, which is if you go on Wikipedia, IMDb, all the different places, they have done Halloween, the David Gordon Green route, which is they are destroying two and three in a furnace. And they are picking up off the original one. 
And if that's the case and you're going to do all the rules and everything like that, then you're not really actually following through on that. Plus then the identity politics in this film, I've written, I've read it from uh, Robert Daniels. Uh, You know, Robert Daniels, um, I believe. And uh, a really great writer. And he just like, he nailed uh, like read your review, obviously Joe, but then also go read his because of the fact that he's picking apart the things he lives in Chicago. Um, and he, he's talking about how like they just kind of scratch the surface with things by modernizing or, it. I think yeah, it changes by, by virtue of what the film, what the original film is angry about is fundamentally not what a modern film about the same subject matter is angry about. No, it's like, it's trying to be get out or us. It's trying to be only a with a candy man. It's and trying. It's trying to be Candyman. It's it, I, like it, I, it's. It's almost hard to sometimes know what it wants to be. It's like trying it's, to make it almost trying to make Candyman a superhero. It's kind of trying a to weird, make weird way. It's, it's making Candyman essentially a like guardian angel for a segment of the community, and and you can do that. But that was never the message, and that was no. never the character, and you can't mm-hmm. paper that over the same character that they're also wanting to consider. Like, if this was a full-on remake of Candyman, and that was what they it wanted to worked. present it as, it would have worked. It would have 100% worked. If the yeah. idea of this, not connected to the others, was that here's the story of a man. It could even be the same man. And, and the result of it was, over the years, there's been a man, and he's watched over this area... And he's taken to vengeance when wrongs have been righted. And that would be super compelling because Candyman in the era of of I Can't Breathe is really compelling. Or him during uh, the Jim Crow South or him during, you know, Tulsa or all these different things and events that we've seen tied into the history. That's what Jordan Peele is able to do. And I think that might have been the initial thought process. Sure, but they didn't finish it. Well, I think also Universal might have. Yeah, <laughs> like well, been like. I mean, can you please still make a Candyman movie? Can you simplify it? And it's just like, sure, but by doing that, like, I still think you can have where Yaya's character goes at the end be the end result, but it doesn't yeah. have to have any connection whatsoever to the original source material. No, it's, and if it does that, that's a more interesting film. It also felt like, and we're going a little long. We should wrap up in a second. Yeah. That I feel like. They also didn't know if they had Tony Todd at one point. No, they didn't. Yeah. If you read the stuff behind the scenes, they uh, he's like specifically on Twitter and stuff was like, oh, they hired Abdul Mateen the uh, second or not second, third. Sorry. Um, to um, to be in this. Oh, good. Good job on you, man. You're going to be Candyman. And then like a couple months later, they announced that he was going to be in it. Yeah, and then also too, like him being in this film, is quite dumb. It's kind of thrown in. <laughs> kind of thrown in. It's also like to appease him in a way. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's not good either. And I'm, I sat there and wait, wait, what? Like that doesn't make sense given what you just said about this character and they just the they different can't, iterations. They like, can't mix between the messaging, which no. messaging is like it's a good thing that they're trying to get across. Like I don't want anyone to think that no. I'm not. In yeah, favor I mean of that. we're not. I mean, look, come on, we we want a movie like this to work. 
And it's Obviously. not that it and it's not that it doesn't work fully. It's that those elements it's, on their own work. And I would even say the horror elements as a dumb movie work. Like it's not a good movie to recommend, but if you want to watch a slasher movie, there are worse oh. things. But the yeah. combination is so like clearly not meant to be mixed together or just this wasn't the group to do it. Like maybe Jordan Peele on his own might have done it, but I think he my guess and like we'll never know, but I feel like he got the sense I don't think this is going to jive in the same way I want it to. Let's have someone else take a look, fresh eyes, yeah. and yeah. see what happens. And and I'd be very fascinated to hear what what Nia brought to the movie mm-hmm. and whether that's the stuff that brings it closer to the movie we we were hoping it was or pushes it further away because either way it needed to go three steps in either direction it needed uh, to be a two-hour movie first off and yeah i feel it, like it they feels, only gave up it feels like they stopped at 90 minutes and went this is all we can do it definitely and, felt there's a point where they rush because i yeah. i there's a point where it switches over to to paris's character much more which is also very jarring. Like there's a scene definitely missing where they kind of get into what happened there. But once you're following her for a little bit, she goes into a room where you're like, okay, bad stuff's going to happen here. Like I'm not stupid. And you also look at your watch and go, wait, there's 15 minutes left. (laughs) Yeah. Well also too, like it's so darkly shot down there. You can't tell anything that's going on. And there's just enough of these smarter moments. Like she walks past the, like a scary staircase, looks down and goes, Nope. Yeah. Or like hell no, and I'm like that's that's clever. Or well, it the, also established like her brother early on making a comment about like nope, uh, you know African Americans don't do this. Yeah, we don't we and don't we it, don't we don't do candy. We don't do saying Candyman. Yeah, we don't do saying Candyman, and then everyone's saying Candyman. It's just like wait, no, it, you can't have that joke in there. And then like contrad- it's uh, it's like this movie wants to have its cake and eat it too. Have its and, candy and eat it too. Yeah, it wants a bowl of candy and eat it too. Very fair, Joe. But the problem is it doesn't earn any of those moments. And then it just feels like it feels like also when you do do the slasher stuff, you get away from the cultural context and uh, the stop, don't breathe and the George Floyd situations of it all. And at that point, it's just like, wait, this movie didn't seem to be wanting to go that angle and then you sort of put that there at the end it's like no there's there's actually a conversation you can have about that that's super fascinating and also you can show me that without telling me that they they tell everything there's no they tell me everything i mean good god there's so much sort of exposition in this there's nothing character yeah i mean i think so we're not spoiling that much to say like he he gets ridiculous that character when you, uh, but that which is fine, but that, like the beginnings of that character was promising. Having a link yeah. to Cabrini Green to talk about, like, yeah. of course we believe in Candyman. Like we live here. Like, yeah, like are and, you crazy? Yeah, and <laughs> and if that was if he was just like the guy, like the old wise man, like that's what this movie needed is more of a grounded old wise man as opposed to what becomes a raving lunatic who's also right, sort of. Yeah. Like, but also, too, like, has a weird connection with the Candyman as well. But really, it's, it's not really tapped into it nearly enough as well. Because his connection to it is deaths within his own family. But that's not what he's trying to say. Yeah, there's, like, it's, there's, it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's like two why? Fla- there's two flashbacks. He would want to destroy Candyman at that point, not bring him yeah. back. Like, 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 there's... there. <laughs> 
you'll see it more when you watch it, but there's two flashbacks with his character. One is very, like, tra- they're both tragic in different ways, but one is when you realize, okay, that's the old version of Candyman. Like, okay, that's that's what we were led to believe was how Candyman got his start. You know, basically railroaded by white people. Well, throughout history, that's, that's the story of Candyman. And then the follow-up is, like, him hearing someone in his family say Candyman and then getting slaughtered. Like, what? I don't get it. Yeah. No, but I, in any no. event, frustrating, because there, there's so much interesting about it. And it's the rare thing where I, I wouldn't say don't go see it. Like, go see this movie. But be clear-eyed that it doesn't fully work. And it doesn't have to fully work. Like, if they want to make more Candyman movie, movies, I'm down. But... Just take this as a jumping off point and do your own thing more as opposed to this, which wanted to do its own thing, but then was a little slavish to what came before and just needed to go a little more in either direction. Yeah. And also not a big fan of the score. Score was generic. Which in the original Candyman, great score. Yeah. And so that was a little disappointing as well. But yeah, it's. There's potential here if anyone does want to tap into this and really make a an opus of their own with this franchise. I agree with you, Joe. But this just felt like a on paper. This is a collaboration we'd love to see every single yeah. day, twice on Sunday. And there was a moment that suggested a different movie that I was so interested in at the high school or college or whatever, where I'm like, wait, are they going big? Oh, are you talking about like in the bathroom? Yeah, before that, when she, when, so there's a girl who goes to the art exhibit and and sees the like, oh, say Candyman's name and doesn't do it at the time, but then decides to do it with her friends in the bathroom and they get killed. Like, it's very clear what's going to happen. But she's walking around the high school and it's an interesting shot that makes you think that maybe the whole school will get infected, per se. Yeah. And I was like, I want that movie. I want the movie where like the entire like city of Chicago is under siege by this thing. That would be cool. Like that's, but, I mean, it's not the movie they made. It's not the no. level they were working with, but like, <laughs> no. that's almost what it was hinting at. Like, cause that's what the modern issue is more at hand with. It's societal. It's not also, just Cabrini green. Also too. Um, I know this is maybe horror logic or just movie logic, dumb logic or whatever, but me and my wife sat there the whole time and went, so is, if his arm is really doing that, no one's talking about that. No one's like, talking no one's, about it. He no one's bringing that up. And like, here's the last thing we're going on because we've done like 25 minutes when we didn't need to. Um, yeah. He sees several people before their candy mend. Um, and nobody suspects him of murder. But they keep mentioning his art exhibit on the news. Yeah. But like literally on, the last man. person seen with two to three people in this movie before they're booked. And then at the end, he's totally the lead suspect. But they, yeah. there's no gradual. There also should have been like a like a detective character or something. Yeah. Where's to tie Willem that Defoe? together. Like, where's Willem Dafoe? Like, he'd be perfect for that. Or fucking make Holman Domingo that detective. Yeah, make him the... Yeah, and then have like a twist on it. Yeah. Which would have been really cool and interesting. Like, In any event. Inside. Two yeah. steps forward, one step back, or one step forward, two steps back, depending on whether you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think you should see it, but my my review was not positive because there's just too much here. Maybe VOD. Yeah, I mean, maybe not theaters. Even in my review, I'm like, it's up to you if you think it's worth yeah. going to the theater for. I can't tell anyone to go to the theater per se, but yeah. you know, we'll see. In any event, Dat be Candyman. 
I, Casey had a similar perspective. Like there were things about it that were great and there were things about it where she's like, the fuck? Um, so <laughs> it is up to you guys to decide now. Um, back to our uh, regularly scheduled segments on the podcast where everyone else is ignorant to what we were talking about because we're recording this after the fact. Yeah. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. All right, everyone's back, right? Hey, what's going on? Oh, where did I go? I think you're supposed to say it five times, Joe. I don't know. We're, we're efficiency. Also, if it and is, Beetlejuice. Steve can certainly edit that in. Yeah. Beetlejuice. And Bloody Beetlejuice. Mary. I will say, for a for a movie no one likes, there is a line in Ted 2 that made me almost pee my pants. Um, when they're on trial and it's not going well, and uh, Ted is going to say uh, Beetlejuice three times, and Mark Warburg just goes, Come on, don't do that. We don't need that guy running around in here. <laughs> just like the fact that they both believe that Beetlejuice exists and he's just an inconvenience. It's so funny in a stupid movie. And it's the delivery. It's the it's the Come on, we don't need that guy running this. around here. Exactly. Like Mark Wahlberg is a limited actor, but dumb guy Ernest, he does very well. Oh, he's having fun in those movies. I mean, full credit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that dissimilar than The Departed. Like that kind of like just this is the character. There is one note to the character, and I'm going to play him to the hilt. He does very well. Uh, not so much Joe Bell. Nuance isn't his strong suit. Um, in any event, I want to talk about someone else who has no nuance, and that's uh, Armin White. Oh, my God. What a transition. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, we'll start up with a, with a little easy one. Did Armin White... I'll... I'll Put up the score now. They're did all Armin White like. Did Armin White like good boys? Um, probably not. It seems like it would be too raunchy for his taste. Uh, I'm gonna say he didn't. I'm gonna say he, he didn't. I mean, he would be agreeing with me then. Also, be agreeing with most people. Eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, how often does he do that? That's true. Here's here's his statement. Thor's final school pageant performance of I Want to Know What Love Is, intended to express his sense of growing apart, is the single most mawkish and dishonest movie ending so far this year. Mm. So he Did likes not it. care for it. I like the I like the um the supporting kids in the film, not Tremblay, but the supporting kids in it are hysterical. I think they're all very good in that movie. I loved it. Yeah. I had a good time with it. And I think those trailers with uh, Rogan are phenomenal. Yeah, they're fun. It's a fun yeah. movie. Did Armin White like Loose? Which one's Loose? Oh, one, Loose. No, with... Never mind. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, because it has non-white people in it. <sighs> yeah, but it's directed by, I think, a white guy. It's not just who's in it. It's what's the message. Um... Because listen to me, I I always win this game. Yeah, like the mess. Yeah, like the message of that movie is to be nice to a teacher. Uh, um, Julius Ona is in fact an African American gentleman, Ryan. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. I I just assume because that movie has terrible politics, um, that he probably aligned with. So I'm gonna go with uh, he liked it. I'm gonna say he liked it as well. For the first time, Miles is in last place. Damn it! More than a battle of wills between a high school teacher and her star pupil. The movie Loose uses that familiar premise to explore the beliefs and the fears by which our enlightened progressive society lives. See? Yeah. See, he would, yeah. Wow. 
Did he like the live action quote unquote remake of The Lion King? No. Who did? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's one of those ones where it's like, come on, like, no, nope, I'm no, sure it doesn't have the worst Rotten Tomatoes score, but like, there's no that's, one that that's liked not that movie. A movie that like fifty two percent. Fifty. That seems high. Wow, that's high. Uh, I gave a good review. <clears throat> I had fun with it. Really? Oh, it's, it's, it's a so shot bad. for shot yeah. remake with terrible CGI. You like but that every movie? shot is worse than the previous shot. Yeah, it's soulless. It was like watching a thing is. I liked. Yeah, no, it's soulless. But I, I felt like watching a remake of The Lion King. I think, it's, I think your expectations had to be very low. Yeah, I mean, I mine were expected a good low, movie. I was still pretty disappointed. Yeah, yeah. fair. Is everyone on no? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna yeah. say he does. I would like be it, impressed if he found something to like about it, but I'm gonna say no. Yeah, it's no. soulless. He liked it. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I kind of was implying that you were right first, Steve, so you lost the point there. No, no, no. He uh, liked, and he liked Shakespeare- hating it. That's what I meant. Mm, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> biblical and Shakespearean archetypes are trivialized by the new Disney. Its style of fake realism prevents one from imaginatively projecting onto the imagination. On the animation, I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, it is Data biblical arm. and Shakespearean. That's what the whole point of The Lion King ever was. God, idiots. Did Armin White like Spider-Man Far From Home? And I'll give Steve his point back. Oh. Uh, which puts Miles back in the last place. Well, hold on. <laughs> you have to let me Fine. complete hold my on. sentence, please. Uh, far From Home? Uh, no, I'm sure it was a soulless corporate crash grab that like advances progressive ideologies or whatever dumb bullshit he'll come up with. No. Yeah, there's, there's no way he liked a movie from the MCU. All right, Steve. I'm going to say no as well. This plot device in which Spidey realizes duty and hormones feels gimmicky to anyone not suckered by the Marvel Pixar contrivance that makes formula analogous to home. Pixar? Yeah, he threw Pixar in there. What the fuck? Incredible. (laughs) All right. Did Armin White like Toy Story 2? Oh, Based on what he just said, yeah, I, I know. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine people <coughs> dunking on it, but I think he'll find a way. So I'm going to say he did not like it. I mean, I'm going to say he liked it. Isn't like Toy Story two also one of those movies that are perfect on Rotten Tomatoes? How you pick here will probably lead into that. I mean, he just literally ripped mm-hmm. Pixar in their own thing but it's also just like a jab at pixar probably at this point and that was you said two not four right yep for my record i'm not a fan well you don't like toy story two no i like one and three and two and four okay we're gonna have to talk to steve offline that's some bullshit right there two's (laughs) the best one um i'll say i'll say he didn't like it well, if we're going by the the wait, what did the, Steve say? He said he he did like it. Oh, and if we uh, give him the credit for that one, he he switched back on. Steve is in first place. Toy Story Two shows how pop art can disarm your loftiest objections with unexpected wit and genuine insight. Magical describes it, but not its aspects that are superlatively humane. Yeah, wow. it is at a hundred percent of one Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah, me. yeah, yeah. 
Well, I don't count that other one, so Steve's not in first. What one. other one? I never I mean, <laughs> play back the tape as I re, as yeah. I right, re- fine, record fine. and edit it. Well, if it, it's five four three right now, Toy Story four. What do you think? This one, I think he definitely did not like. Yeah, I agree with Miles. He didn't like this one. I'm going to agree with that as well. Son of a bitch. He's going to agree with all of us at this point. He's not going to try. Well, to he doesn't. He d- all he has to do is uh, keep his lead now. Yeah. yeah. Pixar continues to indoctrinate viewers into childish, compulsive consumerism. Wow. He really changed his tune after the yeah. second one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wonder what he Maybe thought he of three. What he said about that. It's it's not just great. It's do you humane. think in three he was rooting toys. for them to die in the furnace? Um. Probably. <laughs> Did Armin White like yesterday? Um, probably not. I'm just going to say he didn't. Hmm. I'm going to say he didn't as well. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) In In this tragic new world, taste and feeling are ignored for fame and groupthink correctness. Yesterday entertains this possibility as if it were fun. He's not wrong. Because that movie's shit. It's fine. It's fair. It's not great. It's a piece of shit. Did Armin White like the dead don't die? Um, most people didn't. For some roundabout reason, I feel like it could be his version of what a good zombie movie is. So I'm going to say yes. Mm, no. There's no way he liked that. Hmm. I'm going to say he did like it. In The Dead Don't Die, Jarmusch's hipster sense of brotherhood is an assertion of perpetual liberal schmaltz. Ooh. Ryan's tied. Swing and a miss. Yes. I got to play more defensive. Can't, can't lose to Steve. Did Armin White like Ma? <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Directed by a white man. Uh, definitely no. Isn't Ma Taylor Hackford? The Tate Taylor. Or Tate Taylor. Oh, okay. Tate Taylor. Do you remember if he? Do you remember if he liked the Help? He probably would have liked loved the ideas of the Help. Probably loved Dallas Bryce Howard's character. To be honest, I don't know. Probably didn't like it. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no as well. <laughs> Steve's going to want to tie at this point. <laughs> no, that's... I'm... Ma... I know, I'm just messing Ma, with you. Ma's humor works best in its trailer while the film itself is only fitfully funny. This isn't only a matter of Taylor and Landis's ineptitude and incoherence. Ma is the most strikingly conflicted Hollywood movie of the season. Well, I mean, that movie was released halfway through the year, so how do you know? Yeah. Probably put so far in there, Armand. Lord. Also, I think he thought it was supposed to be a comedy based on that. He's like, yeah, let's get these kids drunk and kill them. (laughs) Woohoo! Did Armand White like Domino, the Brian De Palmer film from 2019? Oh, not the uh, uh, Tony Scott version. No, no, because that's is, about Domino the, Harvey. Yes, this one's about like terrorism. Oh, well, he loves I terrorism. Even, 
I don't know that I even know this one. Oh yeah, wait, no, no, this? no. Is this the recent one? Yeah, with uh, with uh, Nikolai Castelaldo. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe yes, just because I don't think it was overall well regarded, but he might be contrarian about it. Fair enough. I feel like he's a De Palma defender, so I'm gonna go with yes. It's a white director for Christ's sake. <sighs> Well, I'll go with yes as well. Each character's desperation and personal motivation are vivid. The global nightmare is conveyed with such quick efficiency that Domino plays like a B-movie dream of a great De Palma film. That sounds like, 33... an, ins- that sounds like an insult. 33% of Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, so did he like it or not? I couldn't tell. He did. Okay, yeah, he like did. tell. God damn it. Um, I will. Each of you can have one lifeline, which is you can find out the Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay. So feel free to use it as you see fit. Um, did Armin White like Aladdin? The new one? The, yeah. Yes. The live action. Oof. Um, probably no. I'm going to say no. It probably had all that because of all that stuff they did to Princess Jasmine. He probably didn't like, you know, feminism. Um, mm. Good call. Huh. I'm going to go with uh, no. <laughs> I just like the way Steve answers Director Guy Ritchie's hack work in this musical adventure film performs sleight of hand, moving so fast that his razzle-dazzle blurs any sense of personal ethnic insight. Man, he's definitely Whoa. not getting it. <laughs> That's a <laughs> personal ethnic Personal insight. Ethnic, ethnic insight. insight. That's, That's probably one of the worst ones we've heard so far, right, guys? Yep. Did Armin White like Furious Seven? Definitely not. Yeah. Why not? Hmm. Seems like that that would be big dumb fun for him. Seven the is seven it's the all, one that everyone seven's loves? the one where Paul Walker is the, it's the last one with Paul Walker. Yeah. You know I'm gonna say no. Everyone else likes it. He won't. Fury 7 works on the simplest level. Bad guys die. Good guys win. Success. Ryan takes the lead. Son of a... Yeah, because remember, he was like... When we talked about it a couple weeks ago and he didn't like uh, F9, he sort of was... It sort of implied that he did like this franchise at a certain point. As I was saying, no... Miles is wrong. <laughs> he likes this. That's what I was saying. Uh, See? Uh-huh. Did Armin White like Cold War? Son of a bitch. Yes. I'm saying a yes right now. I'm getting out in front. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. It's too beautiful for him to like it. Wait for it. Oh. Patronizes European uh. modernity and turns it into softcore kitsch. He did not like it. Oh my! Wow, softcore kitsch. kitsch. Interesting. Someone described there it I as his writing. Did Armin White like Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine? Did we do that one? We did Drag Across Concrete. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say yes. I feel like the politics will be right up his alley there. Yeah, Zoller's his guy. There's not even a question. Yes. 
13 for Ryan, 11 for Steve, 10 for Miles. I celebrate the catharsis of Cell Block 99 for dramatizing the personal virtues imperiled by venal officials and partisan social arbiters, as well as by fate. What the fuck does even any of that mean? What the fuck does that even mean, Armand? Thumbs up. (laughs) Did Armand White like the remake of Death Wish? What's the Um, remake? What year is that? Which one's that Maybe one? you know, the Bruce That's Willis the, one? Directed by Eli Roth. I feel like maybe he did. Oh, <sighs> no. I don't know. Steve? Uh, it doesn't have Robo Bronson in it, so I'm going to say... I'm going to say Yes. Roth evokes both personal and social responsibility. Eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What the fuck is yeah, wrong with you, Armand? Personal responsibility and and <laughs> Death Wish, incredible. I'm inching my way. Did Armin White? Did Armin White like Ready Player One? No way in hell. No, because it's a piece of shit. Shut up. It's terrible. One of the worst Spielberg no. movies of all time. The commercialism and so on and so forth. A once great filmmaker has taken on a new avatar less heroic than Parzival. It is the avatar of a pandering crowd pleaser. He's not wrong. That's the one time he's never been wrong. Well, you're in the minority with Armin White because 72% of Rotten Tomatoes. We we are minorities. I I don't know. I hate that one too. I like it. Um, I also like the book, so. God. It's like. Did Armin White like Chappaquiddick? I mean, he probably like the idea of Chappaquiddick. I was about to say that, but not, not the event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes, he did. Yeah, I'm gonna say he did, just because he got like he even fooled himself into liking it. So. I thought it was fine. I also like Bruce Dern in it. Oh, I actually liked it. I'm gonna say he didn't. Um. The cynical smartness that has afflicted contemporary journalism and made much recent cinema insufferable is confronted by Curran's conscientious dramatic rigor. 15 for Ryan, 14 for Miles, 13 for Steve. I guess the universe is right. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I shouldn't be, I should be tied with Miles <laughs> at this point. I gave you the credit. You'd be down by two if I took that other one away. Actually. Hey, no, but I got one. I, I, I've been in, in, uh, in step with Miles, I believe. I double check this, but it's... <laughs> I have to go back to the tape, but I definitely. So wait, wait that was a no. That was a that was a thumbs down, or a thumbs yes. up. That was a thumbs that up. Was a thumbs that was up. a thumbs up. That was one of the ones that takes you on a journey where you don't know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Did Armin White like Assassination Nation? I guess Steve's invested now. He thought he had a chance to win, so now he's now he's hot. Yeah. Still close. He's angry. <laughs> uh, he did not like Assassination Nation. That one's from the South Pole. And you know what I'm going to do to make things interesting, though? Shout out your answer when you're ready. You don't have to go in order. Okay. If you want to get yours in before someone else's. Steve, you want to shout out? Well, what did you say, Ryan? Uh, There's no way he liked that. That, that, no. It's like, Sean, uh, what's his face? Uh, Sam Levinson, that doesn't feel like a guy that would progressively work with him. Mm -hmm. How many more are we doing? Um, At least we're gonna do three more before we do the uh, 
the get the game the speed run um well i'm gonna have to i can't win if i don't uh i'm gonna say he liked it Levinson's sexual and generational politics are so shallow that he betrays their own trendy self-righteousness. He likes it. Oh, yeah. What? Right. <laughs> what? Well, Steve's, Steve's falling behind now. He's not uh, kind of wrong. That movie is a mess. Did Armin White like Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, oh yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Not like anyone should be influenced my vote anyways. <laughs> Wait, the last place guy said yes? Hmm, what do I do? Because I don't think he would like the subject matter, but I think he would like the sort of shallow way that it was made. Um, hmm. That's an interesting way of putting it, Miles. Also consider, did he review it before the backlash or Jerry? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he didn't like it. I'm kind of on the fence. I guess I'll say... You need this one. Oh, I need this one. Oh, well, don't put that pressure on me. Uh, what, what did Stephen Ryan both said yes? No, I said no. Oh, you said no. Um, Steve said yes. Who are you throwing your lot in with? God damn it. I'll say yes. Well, the best that can happen now is a tie. As a backstage story, Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't live up to its Bohemian post-glam promise. Can you just use Bohemian twice in a yep. sentence? Fuck off. So we'll do two more. But Well, once was left. in the title, so I'd give him a pass on that. Did Armin White like <laughs> The Front Runner? Which one's The Front Runner? Is that the, the Jason, Jason Reitman Jackman one? Uh, yeah. The Gary Hart one. Oh. I say underrated. He's playing The internet in- says... The internet says 58% of Ron Tomatoes. I'm saying he liked well, it. Well, then yes. I'll say yes. You both said he liked it? They did. Well, then I'll say he didn't like it. And Ryan wins. <laughs> the front runner isn't morally penetrating like Chappaquiddick, nor is it as offensive <laughs> as Truth, the 60-minute scam Jesus. biopic in 2014 but it still ends up as liberal Hollywood mush. Morally penetrating. We got to, we got to start collecting like, we got to start putting these full quotes up. Yeah. Like the best of, we're going to have to go back to those episodes. Armonisms. All right. And now that we finished that game, that's Ryan wins again, though, Steve, Steve had a run, had a run this time. Um, see what happens when you try. I try every time, but I, my, my, I try. I have a strategy, and then I abandon it. Then I ab- abandon my abandonment, and it kills me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do for next time, whether it's next week or the week after, is I'm going to take a whole bunch of ones and separate them from the Rotten Tomatoes page and order them in a certain way. See if I can make it a little more fun. Mm. Uh, but now we're gonna go to our Oscar recalibration game. Steve, would you like to tell everyone it was your turn to pick which year we're doing? What year are we doing? Is it 2018 that we decide? Yes. That's the year? Well, we're going to be doing the year that will never be forgotten, the Oscar ceremony that went amok. 2018, the Moonlight La La Land. No, it's Moonlight. Yes. Year. uh, Yes. Lots of great (laughs) categories. Let the games begin. And there'll be plenty of ties, since there's only four of us. 
So oh. send your hate mail to Mitch. Hold on, let me get his address. Don't out. though, don't though. Mitch is a good person. <laughs> Mitch is oh. gonna wake up and go, "What? Why?" <laughs> Mitch is busy adding porn to Letterbox. Haven't you heard? Hey, someone's got to do it's the true. Lord's work. I listen. I'm not. I'm not complaining. All right. Best visual effects. Hmm. You guys remember the rules, right? Yes, sir. Yellow. The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book wins. Or you could recall it in favor of Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, Kubo and the Two Strings, or Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, I'll recall. Um, yeah, I'll recall. Um, yeah, I'll recall. Sure, doesn't matter. It already passed. So, what are we voting for? Uh, I'm going to vote for Kubo and the Two Strings. I think that's one of the coolest nominations this category has seen in quite a long time. And it's one of the few that actually values sort of the input of mix of practical and visual effects that make that film so beautiful. I agree with Miles. And I agree with Miles. So I'm indifferent. So whatever. There you go. Kubo wins. Kubo wins. Woo! Kubo! Congratulations, Kubo. Best film editing. Hacksaw Ridge wins. Recall. (laughs) You can recall that in favor of Arrival, Hell or High Water, La La Land, or Moonlight. Yeah, recall. 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 Uh, Let's give it to... Sorry, can you give me the nominees again? Hacksaw Ridge. Arrival. Oh, Hell never, or high water. Never mind, I remembered. Uh, give it to La La Land. All right. Ugh. Um, this is tough. I say give it to Arrival because the editing job on that story has to really work. All and right. uh, yeah. yeah, that's where I go. Joe Walker. Steve? Ooh. I'm going to give it to Moonlight. We can have a scenario where all four... Exactly what I thought happened because I'm going hell or high water. We all picked a different one. <laughs> oh, I'll, then I'll take away my pick. Well, where are you where are you moving it to? Because then I'll take away my pick. I'm going to Moonlight. Oh, then I'm going to uh, La La Land. God, son of a bitch. So it's a Moonlight La La Land tie. There we go. <laughs> no, I don't like ties. <laughs> there we go. We well, have to come up with a, a, without... a tie solution. What what would that be? I mean, it's what's your second choice? But then we're just my second choice is La La Land. Like, Damn it. My second choice for Hell or High Water was La La Land. My, uh, Ryan's second choice was Moonlight. My second choice was Arrival. So it's La La Land. So I, think we, I don't think that so, helps. So La La Land wins. I think La La, I think La, La Land, Land won. La La Land would have won on that. So you can have the tie or La La Land win. I'll take the tie. I think, no, I, I think La La Land so. wins because we're going to have too many ties. It's going to destroy the Okay, fine. We'll do, we'll do the second choice. This. We'll yeah. do second choices if we need. Okay. Costume design. Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them wins because Colleen Atwood just has pictures of people. Yeah, she does. If you recall, when you recall, uh, <laughs> Allied, Florence Foster Jenkins, and then the two that are actually good, Jackie and La La Land. <laughs> uh, recall. 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 Uh, I'm going with Jackie. I love the look of the costumes in that movie. God, the, the Camelot sequence. And they play the song from from Camelot and all the different mm-hmm. costumes. Yeah, it's got to be Jackie. Not even close. Yeah, I'm going Jackie as well. Jackie sweep. The La La Land is great with its primary yeah, colors I agree. and such. Yeah, uh, yep, especially Jackie's. if you if you've seen Umbrellas of 
of Schoenberg, then it's Allied's, it's nice to see, Allied's like, costumes aren't actually terrible. It's just no, a, no, not no. a great Allied, movie. Yeah. Allied is a fine nominee, has no business winning. Yeah. Memorable. Lawrence Foster Jenkins is stupid and Fantastic yeah. Beast is stupid. Yeah. yeah. All right. Miles, Ryan, Steve, we brought this upon ourselves. Makeup and hairstyling. Um, Suicide Squad one. I'm going with Jackie. <laughs> oh wait, it's not. <laughs> if you if you recall, your only two options because it is still a year of three: A Man Called Ove and Star Trek Beyond. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. I ha- I hate to say this, but I might actually leave it. Re- there you go. Recall. No, I'm saying leave it. God. I'll I'll say recall just so we can tie goes to recall, but I think Suicide Squad might still win. Yeah, just out of these options, I don't think the makeup in Star Trek Beyond is that good. I think it, it really inhibits Idris Elba's performance in particular. Um, and Man Called Ove, I don't really have any opinion about. So yeah, as much as it's a bad movie, I stick with Suicide Squad. I'm going to go with uh, Star Trek Beyond because I think it's more than just Idris Elba. I think Sophia Patella's makeup job that's all on her throughout the film that's entire she's entirely in makeup the entire time uh and it's all the other characters in it too and also it's just a better movie steve i'm going suicide squad harley quinn alone simple I but think for the joke effective. alone i think i think for the joke alone i have to go suicide squad that we we opted to relieve it when given the choice <laughs> y'all, y'all are just congratulations yeah. you remain funny. an academy award winner yeah, we had the chance to write that wrong. At, least, at least one Suicide Squad movie will have be an Oscar winner. Ooh. Yeah, just wait. It's not. No, it's not going to happen, so don't even start, Miles. When they I make mean, a, it, would, it would be the same category. When they make the third one, but and anyway. it's actually good. Yeah. There Both you go, Steve. Stop. Best production design. Forgot he was La La Land wins. If we're recalling it, you got Arrival, Fantastic Beats, Beasts. Fantastic Beats? Fantastic Beats. That's what I call my music. Uh, Hail Caesar and Passengers. Hail Caesar salad with those fantastic beats. And Passengers. That's a pretty good lineup, actually. Um, I'll I, say, I think Passengers is a really good production design nominee. Yeah. I'll say Recall to see what happens. Recall. Okay, I'll go Recall. Uh, I say Stay, but it's fine. And I'm sorry, can I get the list one more time? Because there's a lot of good ones in there. Arrival, Fantastic Beasts. Hail Caesar, La La Land, Passengers. Um, I might actually say Hail Caesar. It's not one of the Coen's best, but the production design is A-plus on that one. I agree with Miles. Hail Caesar. That production design really encapsulates classic Hollywood. The No Dame sequence, uh, the, the just all of it. It's it's great. Uh, La La Land's is just a couple of sequences on a lot. This is literally in you know a throwback to all those great movies of the past. I uh, I love on Hell a lot. Scissors. Yeah, on a lot. Yeah. You make a good argument, Steve. but I'm going to stick with La La Land. As why? Second choices. Uh, my second choice was Arrival. Yeah, my second choice would be Arrival. My second choice would be Passengers. My second choice would be... Well... Hmm. It would be Arrival, so... But that's not... We don't give it to the second choice, right? What the hell happens now? <laughs> Third I choice? Think, I think I think Arrival wins. There you go. No, I think I think we just stick with La La Land then. 
Then yeah, that it, works. What? Then it's, it's inconclusive. And we have two votes for La La Land. It's not like we strip it away. We came that's, actually not a, that's actually not a bad rule. If we can't conclusively come up with a thing, we leave the original. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, sound is still two categories. So you got sound mixing. Hacksaw Ridge wins. If you don't want to give it to Hacksaw Ridge, you've got 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, where, just so you know, they disqualify Greg P. Russell, so he can't conclude him. Um, Arrival, La La Land, and Rogue One. Oh, did he get, like, outed or something? Something happened, I forget. Um, he, like, even canceled? though he's... I don't think he was canceled. I think he campaigned wrong. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'll say Recall. Yeah, so Ampass revoked his nomination for discovering he had contacted voters for the award by telephone. Oh, you can't. Violation yeah, you of campaign can't. regulations. Yeah, you can't do that. Stop using uh, the phone, you jerk. Recall. 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 Uh, I give it to Arrival for sure. I give it to Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I'm going Arrival as well. I'm going La La Land, so I guess Arrival wins. Yep, Arrival yep. wins. Congratulations, there Arrival. We go. Sound editing. We can hear Arrival you. wins. Arrival wins this one. If you recall, you got Deepwater Horizon, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, and Sully. Jake Sully. Uh, I say leave it. <laughs> yeah, I say leave it. Yep, leave it. I'll say recall, but it doesn't matter. Where were you going? Uh, La La Land. La La Land, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, if, I did, if we did recall, I would have gone Sully. Fair enough. I original song, City of Stars. Did you skip wins. over cinematography? Yeah, I did. It's not there yet. Oh, okay. I mean, no, we didn't. Or did I? Okay. It is not. Oh no, yeah, we can go. We can go cinematography now if you want. Yeah. Sure. Uh, cinematography. We can do that one. Uh, La La Land wins. If you recall, your options are Arrival, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. And if you want to know who shot them, La La Land was Lion of Sandgren. Arrival is Bradford Young. Lion, Lion is Greg Frazier. Moonlight is James Laxton, who shot Tuscan Yoga Hosers. And Silence is Rodrigo Prieto. I say recall. Recall. I say keep it. I say keep it, but Ty goes to recall, so. Uh, I give it to Arrival. I give it to the beautiful Moonlight movie. Beautiful James Laxton work. I'm giving it to La La Land. I give it to La La Land. It's the, it keeps its prize. It's just ridiculous. Congratulations, La La Land. If you watch those movies and think one has better cinematography than the other, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. They're both good. It's subjective. I would say I would say the best one is not nominated. Yeah. Jackie. Jackie's really good. Jackie should have been up. Silence is also good. Mm-hmm. And Arrival rival was good. La La Land should be there. Arrival should be there. Moonlight should be there. Take out Lion. Lion is, no. Lion is fine, though. I like Greg Frazier. I like and Silence. Silence is I like, fine. I like Silence. I would easily dump Lion and Silence for Jackie and and uh, Hell or High Water. I wouldn't I'm disagree on board with that. that. Yeah. Mm, I keep Silence in there. I like Silence. I would also I would have just as easily, instead of Hell or High Water, done Manchester by the Sea. I think that's an underrated looking movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, song, City of Stars from La La Land wins. If you don't want that one, you can go audition The Fools Who Dream from La La Land. You can go Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. You can go The Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story. That's fucking dare you. 
Ooh, and uh, how far I'll go from Moana. Hmm. Um, I say recall. Recall. Stick with it. Uh, stick with it, but we'll recall. Uh, I give it to the audition song. I think that's the better of the two. Well, Agreed. It doesn't matter what I say because they're going to keep it uh, with City of Stars. But uh, this should have been when Lin-Manuel Miranda won his Oscar for How Far I'll Go. His music in Moana is fantastic. It should have been when The Rock won. Well, he wouldn't have won. Yeah. He would have, for yeah, your welcome. The Rocket Song is better. Yeah, your welcome is great, too. I know, would be voting but How for that. Far I Go is beautiful. City of Stars I'm one. sticking with. Uh, I'll go audition. Audition wins. Oh, wow. Well. It is the it is the better song. It is the better song, yeah. It's just not sung. It's an actual song. It's just not sung very well. Oh, boy. Uh, original score. La La Land, Justin Hurwitz wins. If you recall, you can go Jackie and Mika Levy. Lion for Dustin O'Haran and Hauschka. Moonlight for Nicholas Patel. Review on, uh, interview with him on Awards Radar. Mm-hmm. And Passengers, Thomas Newman. Do we give Thomas Newman his first Oscar? Not for Passengers. <laughs> um, I passengers recall. has two Oscar nominations. Don't you ever forget it. Recall. Hmm. I'll say recall. I just want to hear what everyone else uh, says. I'll say keep it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I give this one to Moonlight. That score is beautiful. Yeah, Nicholas Bertel, not even close. Sticking with La La Land. I'll stick with La La Land, even though Jackie would have been my first choice, but I prefer those two to, to Moonlight. So <laughs> now let's talk. So Steve and I were on La La Land. Steve, your second choice? Would be Jackie. Same. Same. So we got two more votes for Jackie. So you guys. Uh, first Moonlight. I think my second would also be for Jackie. Yeah, my second would be for Jackie. Wow. So Jackie wins. Then I think Jackie you. wins, yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm totally happy with that. Yeah. Actually, it's my favorite of the Jackie. group, so there you go. Yeah, I'll give it to and Jackie. And Justin Hurwitz still it... gets his Oscar with song. And Nicholas Patel still doesn't have shit, and we still yeah, are appreciating well, him. So. He'll get there. I appreciate yeah. that as well, but that's... We're going to skip over the shorts. In case he's listening. <laughs> Documentary. Just feature. know, Nicholas Patel, I love your work, and you should have two Oscars. Listen, only one of them has been has been featured on Awards Radar, an exclusive interview. Yeah. And y'all just so it's way more valuable than an Oscar. Had to go with Jackie. No, I'm just kidding. Yep, documentary feature. OJ Made in America wins. Questionable mm-hmm. if it's a eligible. Yeah, but it was. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's great. So I'm yes. I'm interested in what happens now, because here are your options if you want to recall. You can recall for thirteenth. That's the Ava DuVernay documentary about the 13th Amendment. Once, perhaps notably, you're infamously predicted to be a Best Picture nominee out of the New York Film Festival. Didn't happen, spoiler alert. Uh, Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, and Life Animated. Hmm. Uh, I say Recall. Recall. Uh, I guess Recall. I'll say keep, though I do like other things here, but we're recalling anyway. Uh, I give this one to 13th for sure. Oh. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm probably going life animated. If you've never seen it, it's great. Most of these are really good. I just disqualify OJ Made in America. That's not a movie. That's a, a, a miniseries. 
I'm 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 fair on either way. My my point was when it was up for it, ha- didn't no one sat in the movie theater for ten hours or whatever and watched that thing. Come on. Ironically, some people did. They had press screenings that way. Yeah. That was the only people who saw it that way. Though. That's stupid. And maybe the voters, maybe the Academy might have seen it that way. No, the if I can't readily accessibly have that cut on a Blu-ray or be able to see it without any cuts or episode breaks, then it doesn't count. And there's a All reason right. why the Academy made the rule. I will go with 13th as well, even though I am not. I am not your Negro is fantastic as well. Steve, you're basically deciding between 13th or Life Animated. Yeah. I did enjoy pick- uh, OJ uh, Made in America, but I, I agree that you know, you're blurring the lines, or not even blurring the lines. You're just erasing the Creating lines. The line. it, it yeah, sh- exactly. It should be. It should be. It, it's, a, it's a miniseries. So. I'm going to go 13th. All right. Like both. There you go. Foreign language film. The salesman wins. Oscar Fahadi. If you recall, and if you recall, see what I did there? Um, it came on strong and won at the end because of the travel ban and the idea of that happening. Um, that he actually couldn't come to the ceremony and stuff. Uh, if you recall. Yeah, because if you, if you remember, something else was the front runner most of the season. So yeah. here, if you recall, your options are Land of Mine, a man called Ove. Oh, great hair and Tana, makeup. Yeah, and Tony Erdman. Um, I'd probably say leave it. Um, I will recall. 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 You're gonna vote for a salesman still? Yeah, that's fine. We'll go with uh, Tony Erdman. I'm gonna follow suit, Tony Erdman. As am I. I like that movie. And the 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 party scene is some of the biggest laughs I've had. Yeah. In forever. Please do not remake that movie. Please do not. I mean, I think that that's, they keep talking about it, but it's never quite it's happened. Never I was intrigued. Happen. I was intrigued by the idea. I don't remember who was to write it or direct it, so mm. I can't speak to that. Someday. But I do know that. It, sorry. Go ahead. At one point, the the remake was speculated, or at least they were planning on, was going to be. Um, Kristen Wiig and Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, and I then do Nichols- remember that. And then Nicholson's just, you know. Well, I mean, so from what I've heard, he's gotten older. He's just he can't do it yes, anymore. Yes, from what I from what I've heard, and I won't say who I've heard it from or where I've heard it, but I have heard that he doesn't um, remember his lines well yeah, enough to do it they anymore. Had to have, and uh, it's uh, not that he can't do it. Yeah, from what I understand, he could a hundred percent continue acting, but. There is a there's a like somewhat of a pride issue with if I can't do it the way I I used you know. to do it then why am I yeah yeah if they've, I'm gonna, they've talked if I'm about gonna that notice he, yeah that he has to have like an earpiece yeah and like listen Pacino has an earpiece sometimes and it's fine yeah uh, there's nothing wrong with it no but but it there's is nothing pride. also wrong with being like that. if yeah. I if this is if this is work as opposed to fun maybe I don't do it anymore because he's listen, also not in the he, public that much an, either he's an 84 year old man yeah who the last I had heard from someone talking to him says, I, and this was, I think, Louis C.K. talking about wanting him for maybe like, what was that show he did? Louis? Horace and Pete. Oh, Horace and Pete. Oh, okay. I think he wanted, he wanted Pesci and Nicholson initially in one of the, in the role that I guess ended up being uh, Alan Alda. Mm-hmm. And Pesci was retired at the time, was like, I make food for my kids before, you know, Scorsese called. But I think Nicholson said something along the lines of, you see that tree? 
Every day I go outside and I read a book under that tree. And it's like in his backyard. He's like, that's what I do now. And it seems pretty good, actually. Doesn't I'd like to see one anything. last Nicholson role. Just even if it's a. a I mean, a this would have been an interesting role. This could have been a really fun Nicholson role. But I think also if he wasn't going to be doing all of the like improv and writing and like the way he made the Departed character so much his, mm-hmm. if that wasn't going to be something he was capable of, I, I I'm fine with it not happening. He's also just says, he's also just 84 years old and doesn't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. Yeah. So in 2017, Variety announced that Paramount had signed Nicholson and Kristen Wiig for the remake. Adam McKay, Will Ferrell were going to produce. And then August of 2018, Nicholson and Lena Dunham, who was also going to produce, withdrew. Oh, my God. So basically, if she would have done it, it would have been out. I don't think she – I think she was producing it. Oh. I don't think anyone was – she might have ended up writing it, but I don't think they ever had a script. So oh it never – Just leave really it alone. Sometimes just leave it alone. Yep. Well, it is our new uh, foreign language winner, so there you go. Yeah. Animated feature. Zootopia wins. Yeah. If you recall, you got Kubo, you got Moana, you got My Life as a Zucchini, and the Red Turtle. It's a good year. It is it a, is good, a year. good year. Recall. A good... Recall. Recall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, it is a good year. Recall. Yeah. Recall. I'm going to leave it, but it doesn't yeah, matter. Recall. Uh, I do actually like Zootopia quite a bit, but Kubo and the Two Strings is one of the best animated films to come out in the last decade, so that gets my vote. I like Kubo, and I you, like Zootopia, but, but you love Moana. I'm going with Moana, baby. Oh, wow. Screen <sighs> Clements all day long. Zootopia, I... I... I watched it again. I didn't care for it the second. I mean, it's fine. It's just not something I want to rewatch. Its politics are are there a lot, you know. Yeah. Weirdly, you know, it's very personal. And the sloth is great. The sloth part. sloth thing is great. Section, yeah. The sloth section moves too slow for me. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, this is a great a great lineup, and Moana has a lot going for it. But Kubo, it's got to be Kubo. Yeah. I can't have. I don't disagree. If if it's a great movie, so here's here's my question. So I can I can either vote Zootopia and give it to Kubo, or I can vote Moana and we get a tie. If we have a tie, let's play the scenario out for a second. What's everyone's second choice? Probably be Kubo. Moana. Uh, my my second choice would probably be Zootopia. My second choice is Zootopia. So we go Kubo then, right? Well, what's your second choice? A Moana. So we. Oh, actually, no. We tie. We had a standstill at that point. You know what? Huh. I'll take away my Moana vote first place, and I'll give it to Kubo. I have no problem with that. Whatever, Kubo wins then. Yeah. All right. I, I'm I'm indifferent. Yeah. All right. Adapted screenplay. I like Leica. I I. Those guys are. Good. I appreciate I appreciate Leica more than I like would enjoy some yeah. of their stuff. Well. Um. I think they're all good. They're an Oscar winner, ever, baby. Like. I, um. Adapt the screenplay. Moonlight wins. If we're recalling. And I'm not sure we will be. <laughs> um, but you can recall in favor of Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, or Lion. Um, Arrival, Arrival is the challenge, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I do like the Arrival screenplay quite a lot, but I, I think I am going to say leave it for Moonlight. Not even close. Leave it. Well, with Ryan saying that, I feel threatened, so I'm going to have to uh, change my vote. No, I'm going to say leave it as well. Moonlight's uh, got a good close, guys. beautiful screen. I would have been fine recalling, but I'm happy to keep it there. Um, yeah, I'm not taking yeah, I, I would say Jenkins. 
I would say Moonlight and Arrival are the uh, probably the only two I would have nominated out of that group. In the yeah. yeah, yeah, same here. Um, I don't. I, I, I do I, not understand the Fences nomination. Like, it's not like he wrote I mean, the it, script. It's just the play. I, it's, it's just the play. Yeah, it's just the play. That is such a stupid nomination. I'm sorry. I mean, it does happen sometimes, but and it's the posthumous thing. It's also a weak year. He didn't actually rewrite is, though a movie script for the screen. They just yeah, took I mean, the, the play script. Is, it's, the other thing is that um, what was I going to say? They, I, I, it's more weird that they just they treat like musicals poorly in screenplay, but not straight plays like that. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird, weird fit. Um, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I don't that's, know. That's I don't see where about. the love is for that film. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 have, I have my one issue with Moonlight is screenplay based, but it's still a good script. What is it? You know, uh, the the mother character. Everything else in that movie you've never oh, seen no, before. No, good. And she's cliched. Well, most most characters like, are. Yeah, but in a movie where everyone else isn't, the one who is does stick out more. It's not a big issue, but it is the only. It is an issue in a movie well, I, that like there aren't a lot of things to complain about. That's the one thing. Well, I would agree. So your vote was a, a rival. Some other films. Yeah. It would have been a rival, yeah. I guess. But I would. I, I have no passion. Yeah. To like I fight you. it off. Yeah, yeah. I like Moonlight better than Arrival as a movie. Yeah. Uh, original screenplay: Manchester by the Sea wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lonergan. Here we go. So this yeah. is a That's fantastic. A good this yeah. is a fantastic lineup. All five could win. If you recall, you've got 20th Century Women, Mike Mills. You've got Hell or High Water, Taylor Sheridan. You've got La La Land, Damien Chazelle, and you've got Lobster, Yorgos, Lanthimos, and try it. F. Themis Filippo. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right, clear your throat and try again. I mean, by the way, for those, <laughs> just so we didn't uh, exclude, inadapted Barry Jenkins and uh, Terrell Alvin McCray, one for Moonlight. The other nominees were Eric Heisserer for Arrival, August Wilson, as mentioned, for Fences, Allison Schroeder and Ted Melfi for Hidden Figures, and Luke Davies for Lion, just so we don't uh, leave anyone off. Yeah. Miles? All right, Miles. Uh, I'm going to say Recall. I might end up still keeping it, but I will Recall, just for the fun of it. I'm kind of landing in that territory, too, but yeah, let's do that. I'm going to say leave it, but yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big Manchester fan. No. Yes. Um, I Miles. I've probably brought it up on here before. Yeah, you have. But I I do not like a single thing about Manchester. I think it's one of the worst nominees in recent years. Oh, um, Michelle Williams. You didn't care for Michelle Williams. Yeah, yeah. You She's like fine, Affleck? but it's not among oh, her best work. Oh, like Affleck? Oh my gosh, she kills me in that scene. Oh, she's no, so she, good. It's it's fine, but she's done better. Um, <sighs> no, it's, that movie is just so. That is the epitome of what I think of when I think of like sad drama that just makes me miserable and gives me nothing in return uh, i think you know, you know. i i got nothing out for of that life. movie i was i was i got incredibly I got miserable so much the entire way through <laughs> i got so much out of i it. mean there is I life life is miserable miles that's true well then maybe i want to go to the movies to not be miserable mm. i mean relatively fair point i mean you know so what's your pick uh, my pick out of this group is definitely The Lobster. I love that film in general, but I think it's such a fun concept and such a clever script. Uh, that one it definitely gets my vote. Ryan? Oh, man. He's not You'll wrong. annoy Miles if you keep Manchester. You know, the thing I don't it, give a fuck. It's probably going to win anyway. <laughs> no, well, I, I do think this is that um, when it comes to best original screenplay, I usually like to go with the most original concept. So I agree with Miles. Um, 
the lobster is the most original concept here. But my vote's actually going to go to Mike Mills for 20th Century Women. I love wow. that script. And um, and I wish that movie had gotten more love throughout that year. And I can't wait for Come On, Come On. Like, Mike Mills is a director that I just, and a writer that I love. But your ghost is, very, that's very nice guy. Great. Yeah. One of the first people I interviewed for um, Beginners, I guess. Yeah. Maybe even before Beginners. Yeah. Remember uh-huh. 20th Century Women? Hmm. Steve? I'm a big I fan of Manchester. Man. I do love How or High Water. I wonder if I wonder if you go Manchester and I go How or High Water, we have a tie and we just go mm-hmm. round and round. Well, you get five great options here, but only one goes well with melted butter, and I'm going with the lobster. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I'm forced to go 20th Century Women. So we can <laughs> oh. go into our second choices. Wow. Okay. Miles, second choice. Um second choice of this group it was manchester 20th century women what are the other two hell or high water for my second choice would be hell or high water yeah my my, my second my cho- second choice is hell or high water my second choice is the lobster my second choice is manchester well there you go looks like the so lo- we looks like the lobster one no it's got two and so does and so does uh it, it's got two in a backup high water it's got two in a second yeah, but 20th century women doesn't have a backup doesn't have any second place backups. Yeah. I think, I, from what I understood, when we went to backups, it was between the backups. We weren't counting the early. No, no, we oh. take the original. We take the, the, the initial, unless we have like a clean sweep, like we did with uh, that one. So we have two first place votes and a second place vote for the lobster. We only have two first place votes for 20th century, and century then everything women. else just has second place votes. Yeah. Oh, then I'm changing my vote to Manchester. There we go. <laughs> Whatever it does, it would then the lobster would have won in the first battle. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. lobsters, won. lobsters, Ooh, the winner. There you whatever. Go. There you go. Sorry, Lana. Again. Your ghost is a your ghost is a Oscar winner, baby. In a year of controversy, this is just expected to happen. That's great. Supporting actress Viola Davis fences. Mm-hmm. Is she supporting? No. Well, here's your chance to correct that. Then, if you recall, Naomi Harris, Moonlight. Nicole Kidman, Lion, Octavia Spencer, Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. I'm going to say Recall. Yeah, Recall. Recall. Miles? Um, Sorry, I always blank on one of them. It's uh, it's, uh, Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, Naomi Harris. Nicole Kidman, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams, right. Um... I think I'll actually go with Naomi Harris. I I agree that the character is a little bit cliche, but I think she does a very good job with it. Um, Come on, Ryan. Viola da- Viola Davis is a damn lead and should not be in this category whatsoever. Just point that out. And yes, it should be Naomi Harris. I I get what you're saying, Joey, but there's also the ride of that character and the emotional catharsis that that character and Chiron get to at the end is absolutely beautiful and breathtaking and harris only did like six days of work and it's and it's wonderful and so yeah i would i would give it to harris steve i'm going michelle williams all the way uh she's great throughout the film but that like i said that one scene is just murder it's It's a great scene so well as as am i as am i so we've got our tie miles second choice uh, second choice would be Viola Davis. Yes, she's a lead, but she still does phenomenal work. Uh, Ryan, it's it, my second place choice would be Michelle Williams. She's fantastic in that 
in that scene. And it's the definition of a supporting actress role. Steve, second choice. My so second would be like Octavia. Octavia right, so Spence? I'll go, I'll, so I'll go, I'll go Viola because it doesn't matter. And Michelle Williams wins. There we go. Steve, Octavia uh, Spencer. She's he was throwing away his vote movie. to make sure Michelle Williams won. He was oh. being smart. Oh, oh, was, oh, he said, oh, okay. <laughs> I do. Well, I, I won. Michelle Williams was by by far my. Yeah, I get. I get. I was rooting for her that year. I, I was going. I was going. Whatever was going to get me there. Yeah. Uh, supporting actor Mahershala Ali wins for Moonlight. If you recall, your options are Jeff Bridges, Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel, Lion, and Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. As Detective Bobby Andrews. Yeah. Um, I would probably say leave it. I like that win. Leave it. I'm going to say leave it. I, I like Bridges yeah. as well, but yeah, we can leave it. I would have been fine the recall because I do love Bridges and Hedges, but yeah, uh, Ellie's fine. Mahershal is great. Another, I mean, it's just another knowing pure... he has a knowing he has a lesser second one is not great, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's not the question. No, there was no issue here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm partial to Hell or High Water, but so no. we can turn that we can totally. overturn that one later. No. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Let's give. Oh, the one. other one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah the other one. Wait, yeah, we already yeah. did, didn't we? No, we didn't do that year. No, we, we didn't, didn't do, do 2018. No, we'll do that year soon. Yeah. Um, actress Emma Stone wins for La La Land. If you recall, you can recall for Isabelle Luper for Elle, Ruth Nega for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Don't you fucking dare! It's an actively <laughs> bad performance. Uh, I say keep it. I love Emma Stone in this movie. Recall. I love Emma Stone in this movie too, but I think I'm going to recall. I'll say keep, but we're going to recall. Wow. Riles stays on La La Land, I imagine. Yep. All right, Ryan. Natalie Portman and Jackie, it's the best performance of her career. Not even close. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Rebecca Hall here instead of Meryl Streep for Christine. Yep. But mm-hmm. since we're going to go with the people we have uh, in the nominations, I'm going to go with Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Natalie Portman as well. Emma yeah. Stone and Natalie Portman are 1A, 1B. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, Natalie yes. Portman was my number two, so I don't have a problem with that. Good. Yeah, I th- and and Emma Stone was my two. I think we would have eventually gotten there anyway. There's a there's a, a place down the road where I, I can give Emma Stone an Oscar. So when we do this okay. game. Actor, Casey Affleck Keep. wins Manchester by the Sea. Keep. If you do recall, your options are Andrew Garfield. Or, uh, Spider-Man. No. For um what's the what was the movie in uh, Tropic Thunder? Spider-Man oh. 2. Oh, uh Satan's Alley? No, um the, the one where you can't go full you know. Oh, oh uh, Simple Jack. <laughs> yeah, that it's Andrew Garfield for Simple Jack. Oh my god. Cuz I swear in the first act of that movie. That's what they're trying to go for? Yeah. Yeah. Uh like I think the I think the it's middle, just bad accent work, but I get you what you're saying. It's a terrible movie. The first everything on like the farm essentially is awful. The stuff in the like basic training is meh. It's just so stupid. The courtroom like, drama's interesting. It's fine. The courtroom fine is fine. And then the Everything, war stuff's really good. The war stuff is good. Then the Jesus stuff at the end is awful. Exactly. <laughs> That's exact breakdown. In a in a movie that runs <laughs> seven hours, um, two hours long, one hundred and thirty nine minutes. Yeah. I would say about thirty nine minutes of it are good. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'd say a two I out mean, of five film, two out of five star film for that one. 
I mean, I go four, but uh, four. So, yeah, four star no, movie. I, I do do four out of four, and it would probably be a two or a one and a half. Because no. no. it is a bad movie with a very good war sequence. So, yeah. Andrew Garfield in Simple Jack slash Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling in La La Land, Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington in Fences. Uh, recall. Keeping it. Hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to recall. What? I'm, I'm going to keep because Casey Affleck has a moment in that movie where he does a thing I've never seen in a movie before. I just want to hear what I people have to say. But All right. Well, Miles? Uh, yeah, I won't rehash my Manchester debate. I, I don't... I didn't get anything out of Casey Affleck's performance that he hasn't done better in other movies. But um, I, I don't really love this lineup in general. Uh, it's one of the weaker best actors. So you're just voting to hate. While. You're just voting to hate on Affleck is what you're saying. No, not necessarily. <laughs> I just don't think it's that great of a performance. Um, out of this lineup, I think I'll go with Ryan Gosling. Are you what? I mean, he's he's I, no, no, he's smart because he knows that if he's going to pull me away, he needs the second choice to be Gosling. Yeah. No, it it's Affleck. What are we doing, Steve? Well, if he needs to uh, get some support for Gosling, he has it, but not enough because I'm sticking with Affleck. Yep, uh, Gosling's my number two. Well. I'm sticking with Affleck. Gosling's my number two. Vigo's v- my number three. Vigo would be my number two. If Vigo you had three, Miles, Denzel if you had four. gone Captain Fantastic. That would have pulled me away. I don't especially like Captain Fantastic. Oh, well, then get out. Listen, it's the Viggo movie where he didn't say the N-word in a press screening. It's a wonderful, a, yeah, it's a wonderful film. Well, yeah, One he's actually, <laughs> believe it or not, he's actually done quite a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that during the Lord of the Rings run. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he, picked, he only picked during Green Book to do that one. Yeah. Oh, it's a shame. He's such a nice guy. I don't, he, it was such a weird, unforced error. Yeah, and then he did that movie last year where, like, about the... Was it like his we dad, directed? Yeah, I interviewed him for that. Directed. Yeah, that one. It's, it's fair. Yeah. I, I It's one of those ones you can't possibly enjoy, but I kind of appreciated that it was I get, very, yeah. like, raw. It's the Joe Bell of this year. No, no, yeah. because there, it was more just... Yeah. You don't want to spend two hours with a with an awful man, but we all I mean, know I didn't want to spend men. it with an awful man with Joe Bell. That's true, but Joe Bell, I think, is... Yeah, aiming to be like it's uplifting in a way that yeah. that falling isn't. Yeah, I get you, but it's yeah, yeah, they're cousins. All right, let's say that. Director Damien Chazelle, La La Land. If you recall, your options are Danny Villeneuve, Arrival, Mel Gibson for Simple Jack, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, and Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. We had four good options here. There were four good options, of and one Mel Gibson. Option. I mean, oops, and Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> when when. When David McKenzie was just right there, yeah, that's that's shameful. Um, I'm going to say recall. Recall. Keep it. Keep, but we recall anyway. Uh, I give this one to Denis Villeneuve for Arrival. I think I think it doesn't matter what we do, Miles. Um, uh, I will properly give. Barry Jenkins the win and it would have been the first African American to ever win best director and yeah pick the white guy guys well we got several white guys to choose from so calm down um Steve I'm sticking with Damien yeah I knew it and I'm sticking with Damien he wins 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Sec- he would have been my number two. No. My second choice would have been Lonergan. Get- my number Lonergan- two would have been Denis. My order would have been, of this group, Chazelle, Lonergan, Jenkins, Villeneuve, Gibson. Would have gone Barry, Villeneuve, Lonergan, Chazelle, Gibson. Well, wait, I think, yeah, we all have Gibson last. Yeah. yeah. I would have gone Gibson, I mean, Chazelle, but... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Gibson won for you, Steve? Yeah, one and two. I just wish I just wish Mel Gibson would stop. One would would stop being awful. Yeah, like like he's a great actor. Like I just I have to say it. He is a great actor, but goddammit, it, is he a problematic person? And like I here's just, the you know, thing: like yeah. he just needs someone to like sit him down and go. If you just stop talking about stuff that makes people mad, people like you otherwise. Yeah, like, Matt Damon. If you listen to him, like yeah. when he's the same with Matt Damon, like Matt Damon is another good example. Like if you just stop bringing up controversial things, like your personality and the way you interact with people is charming and people enjoy your company. Like, why don't you just shut up? It's three words. But it's famous. Off the record. It's something we've just seen over these last like four or five years, though, that there's a certain... You know, the population of this country has 42% of the people, no matter what you tell them, are stuck in a, a mindset and, and will not change. And I think that's kind of what we yeah, have here. I mean, I, think I mean, with Mel Gibson, there was there was several issues. One, listen, he was an alcoholic, so that's a disease. Yeah. You can kind of give him, not a pass, but you can you can eventually forgive the stuff that happens when you're drunk. Because that's that's part of the illness. It's not good. And he definitely needed to do his, like, apology tour. But, you know, other stuff... Not not so much. And also just, you know, some of the messages of his films. But, I mean, like, there's a man who is capable of making, like, just a gritty, like, fucking violent movie that would be amazing. Like, because hey, his fucking movie about Jesus was gritty and violent. Mm-hmm. And his Apocalypto is, is gritty and violent. Like, that's his realm. Like, if he just didn't do the, like, religious part of Hacksaw Ridge, that's a way better movie. Yeah. The message oh, is... Had... A... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think I made the joke on here before. Hacksaw Ridge, the most violent movie ever made about pacifism. Yeah, like if you didn't... Like, I feel like if you didn't make the Desmond Doss movie, you could still make a movie about that battle. The Battle of Okinawa, if that's what he did, would be phenomenal. Like, think about... Like, we just talked about only liking that sequence. Imagine if that was the movie. You know, in like a what letters me with Jima flags of our fathers, but the good part of flags of our fathers way. The problem here is he look at how off uh, how much he was uh, awarded or rewarded. Oh, yeah. No, work. he got back in the club immediately. Yeah. Though, got to, interestingly, nobody really wanted to like work with him because his roles weren't high ranking. Besides, like, I think Daddy's Home 2 or something like he's not really in giant movies recently. He was he played Santa in that indie that was mediocre. Mm hmm. Um, he worked with Zoller. Like I think, I think either someone got to him and was like, "You should have a lower profile now," or just the Academy went for it. But then the people who had to pay him and want to work with him were like, "We could also just not." Yeah. In uh, any event. Yeah, Mel Gibson's awful. Let's move on. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, Sorry. here's your chance to give him one more Oscar, Best Picture. Ooh. Um, Moonlight. No, he does. No, he doesn't. He's not a producer. I know. He did, he's not a producer, luckily. Thank God. Moonlight wins, sort of, kind of, I guess. What? Um, no, not sort of, kind of, I guess. It won. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. I just wanted to read. That's not what I heard um, when I turned off the TV. Okay, so we start out See, with that's Moonlight fake La La Land's right yeah. And if you want a recall, you can give it to original winner La La Land. You can give it to Arrival, <laughs> Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, 
Hidden Figures, Lion, or Manchester by the Sea? Uh, I am going to say Recall. No. No what? No, I am not recalling. It stays. No, I don't think Armin went like this. Oh, yes, but he did. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I'm going to recall. I'm going to recall. Dum, bum, bum. Okay. So, uh, before I say my pick, I do just want to say that I think Moonlight is an awesome yeah. winner for this category. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, in real mm-hmm. life, I have no problem with it winning whatsoever. I think that's great. My personal favorite of this lot and one of my favorite films of the past few years has got to be Arrival. That movie just floored me on every level. And it's one that I go back to and still find new fascinating things about. And I think it's just got a really strong message. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, mm. you've, you've stumped him. No, it's, it's Moonlight. It's the right to winner. It. It's one of the best, best picture winners of all time. It's a beautiful film. It's a masterpiece. It's it's, it's every, my fourth choice in best picture. That's right now yeah, this lineup. That's your opinion. Um, yeah. And uh, equally as valid as yours. And I think that you know its win was one of the. It's it's such a damning thing what happened that night because I think what happened with all of us like embracing and loving Parasite and loving that win and loving that moment where Jay Fonda reads the right card and all them up there and, and seeing that was sort of tarnished and taken away from that crew. Um, if you, I, I know things about that stuff uh, that I've talked to people about that it still hurts and it, and it's kind of sad because it's the first film by an African American film director. And this moment is going to be synonymous with it. And, and it, all joking aside, people still do think that La La Land won best picture and that's mm-hmm. not fair to the one that actually won, which is this beautiful story about different people and representation. And yeah, it's a, it's a masterpiece and it is my favorite film of the past decade. And yeah, um, but it's going to go to the musical. So fair enough. It was my number 11 of that year. It's my number four in best picture. We'll do that in a minute. Steve, what's your pick? Um, yeah, Ryan, you make a great so case. One for Rival, one for Rival, one for Moonlight. Uh, Miles also made a good case with Arrival throughout all these. Nominations. Rival's great. Rival's my um, number two of the year. Yeah. And both of those are in my in my top four, but I'm going to stick with. Lock okay, so one. Okay, and what's your second choice while you're there? Oh. Because um, Ryan already said Arrival his second is his second choice. Yeah, Miles, yeah. what's your second choice? My second is probably La La Land. All right. Steve, my second, second choice, out of curiosity? Arrival. All right, so I am. So my top two choices are Hell or High Water and La La Land. They're my my one two of the year. If I were to put Hell or High Water one, it doesn't matter. La La Land, we would be tied. And then second choice is two for La La Land. So La La Land wins, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Cool. My my ranking of this group, we can just do if we want real quick as we wrap up, was Hell or High Water one, La La Land two, Manchester three, Moonlight four, Arrival five, Lion six, Fences seven, Hidden Figures eight, Hacksaw Ridge nine. Uh, come um, back to me. I've got to be looking at them all. Mine yeah. is Moonlight one. I'll do descending order. 
uh, or ascending uh, whatever no. you want one as long as you one say which one you're doing um okay, fine. moonlight arrival hell or high water manchester hidden figures la la land fences lion hacksaw ridge those bottom three the bottom three seem about right yeah give or take there's a cutoff for me after moonlight and arrival the rest are meh the like, the, like the i lion. never like lion i never understood that one fences lion, lion, fences lion is, is, is a play it's not a movie Fen- yeah. fences is fine and lion is is decent to good and then the the ending hits you really well yeah and then in um hacksaw ridge Hit- is, is just bad but like hidden figures it's, it's a movie you watch in school. Yeah, it's a, it, watch, yeah, like, it's, high it's like English, a like yeah, high school yeah. history class. Yeah. I remember watching it and being like, "Oh, that was actually quite good." And then like my, I started reading stuff about it. it being very white savior, and I'm like, "Of course, yeah, it is. of course it is." But also like too, it's about like I mean, again, it's also about like nothing... those three women saving NASA's ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so. I think I think there's a fine line in that. There's you obviously would like the people who tell your story to reflect your view of the world and potentially look and feel like you do. But at the same time, if someone is telling a story about you that is pro you, does it matter that that much at the end of the day, what they look like? Because isn't inclusivity also about different people being able to understand different points of view and different views of the world. Like it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing where like, I fully believe you should be able to. That's why why Moonlight's a great best picture winner. There's nothing when, wrong with it as the best picture. When I think of hidden figures, I think of the, those three women and those three women only. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. of Janelle Monet. To be honest, she should have been nominated. That was ridiculous. I mean, I mean, this is going to sound awful for this, but I, I mean, I just, I really like Kevin Costner in it. No, Costner's good. Um, I mean, it's the type of movie that knows what it's doing. Like, I tell you, I, I would have nominated Taraji P Henson over Meryl Streep. Tell you that. I, I mean, I would have a lot put, of people. Um, like I if no, Kevin but like out of the best picture, you know, because that usually is how it goes. Like if uh, like women in the actress category, like I would have nominated Amy Adams. You know, what I mean, absolutely. I mean, I would I would have you know, put it. Uh, yeah. I would put Kevin Costner over Michael Shannon in supporting actor for sure. I would have put him in over. True. Dev Patel. I mean, yes, but Dev doesn't have an Oscar or Lucas or Lucas Hedges. No, I love Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges is movie. just a child. Yeah, but he's fantastic in that movie. Not really. It's just he a is. horny child. That's all he is. Mm. So hold on. Casey did we, announce the, we did announce the best picture. Oh, La La Land. Is La La Land. Oh, and then, yes. Wait, hold on. Ryan, now grab the envelope. Wait, hold on. It turned it's been a mistake. <laughs> it's 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 really La La Land this time. No, it's not. Oh. Damn it, Warren. What did you do? But here. <laughs> here's, what I'll, here's what I'll do. Well, hold on. I didn't rank my... Uh, yeah, do your ranking and then I'll, I'll yeah. do something. Uh, so I would say number one, Arrival. Number two, La La Land. Number three, Moonlight. Number four, Hell or High Water. Uh, number five, probably Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, number wow. six, Fences. Uh, number seven, Lion. Or no, number seven, Hidden Figures. Uh, number eight, Lion. And number nine, Manchester. You're a monster. You're a monster. Um, well, what I'm going to do for Ryan as he weeps in the corner, is you can pick the next year we do. Oh, I get to pick the next year? Yeah. 2007. The 2007-2008 ceremony, I guess. All right. And for those listening, what film won Best Picture? No Country for Old Men. There we go. Ooh. Oh, that's an interesting year. 
That is. Mm-hmm. Works it's got some. In, it's got some interesting acting wins. The texts are interesting, and then it leads to the great discussion of what should have won. There will be blood. No country Into the wild. Them. You're not wrong. Should have been up there. That's a year Into where that Joey, you'll you'll say that. Every, I think everybody will agree with this. That's a year a ten should have been considered. I was uh, so deep. Let's let's preview that, and then we're going to wrap up. So that year, the nominees were No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. Juno, mm-hmm. Atonement, Michael Clayton. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So those five, they're definitely in because they literally are in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that Into the Wild would have been in the 10. That would have been great. I would say that let's go. I'm looking at their list right now of just what else was nominated. Hey, I, I can say Sunshine, but it's not going to get it. It's not. It wasn't in the ten. I would say the, the if there was a year of ten, the next five, and then we're going to go, would be Into the Wild, The Diving Bell, and The Butterfly. Those two would both be in. Yeah. I would say possibly Away from Her. You know what I think gets in once. Yeah, oh, maybe. That would be a cool nomination. Sweeney Todd. And then the other two were like, you have Sweeney Todd or Gone Baby Gone. Um, Jesse James, maybe? Jesse James, Ratatouille would have a shot. Yeah, Jesse James would be nice. Yeah, right. Jesse James would be great. Yeah, so let's let's do that next week and let's wrap now. So um, what are we recommending? A movie. You had a thing you wanted to do at the end. All right, so... Miles, say we can be found and recommend the movie. Just any movie? Okay. This was the request. Manchester Um, by Sea, we know. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at MilesOnFilm. That's M-Y-L-E-S on film. Uh, Check out my article on Awards Radar about American Psycho and how it's kind of a preview of the Trump era. Uh, and please check out my short films on American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. They're both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo. Uh, film to recommend, um, since we already talked about it, uh, Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. It's the kind of movie that you would probably just disregard as being a trashy sequel to a decent horror movie, but I think it's actually a lot of fun and worth seeking out, and it's on Amazon Prime right now. Ryan? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan McQuaid 77, uh, probably crying at the fact that we just handed Moonlight Best Picture. Um, and you can find my work here at Awards Radar as well as at uh, Awards Watch, In Session Film, and Film Speak. Uh, and also catch my podcast at Busting the Block, Busting the Block podcast. Uh, uh, we should be doing a new episode soon. Hopefully we'll have Joe on if our schedules all line up. And uh, a movie to recommend... Uh, that's tough, but I, I guess because uh, at In Session Film, we are doing, for our new director movie series, we are going to be doing the films of Spike Lee, and uh, I would highly encourage everyone, probably has seen Do the Right Thing, but I do highly encourage everybody to go watch his epic, which is Malcolm X, one of the greatest biopics ever made, greatest Denzel Washington performance, um, it's just a perfect film. Um, and yes, it is the definition of why does the movie need to be three hours long? Well, to tell this full life and, uh, and this full story. And 
So I highly recommend everybody can go see it. I think it's on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at FilmSnork. Uh, I want to recommend, we've talked about this film a little bit, uh, that everyone goes out and sees The Night House uh, with Rebecca Hall. It is uh, just a, a like really absorbing, creepy, smart uh, film that unfolds slowly. And Rebecca Hall is fantastic. It's just something different, but there's uh, just just moments in it that just like just really just stop you and like give you the mm. chills all over. And but it's all, like again, it's also smart. So it's not just a uh, shocker in the least. There's much more to it. So go check it out. Cool. And you can find me at Joey Magaton, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, back on OnlyFans, now that there's no more porn. Um, that joke got more and less funny at the same time. Um, awards Radar for all your entertainment needs. And uh, I'm going to hammer something from last week. Coda. Don't don't sleep on that movie. It is phenomenal. I second that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. We'll be doing the No Country for Old Men year. Um, potentially more Arm and White. We'll be talking about... Well, you guys have seen Shang-Chi by then? I will not have seen Shang-Chi. Not yet, no. no. When does that come out? Two weeks? The third. Two weeks. The yeah. third. Okay, so we'll talk about that more when, we, when we've all seen it. But last week, Steve and I spoke about it a little bit. And uh, yeah, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about... I'm under embargo on a few things, so... Once they are no longer there, we'll be doing it. And then at least one of the episodes will be uh, a preview of TIFF before I head up to the Great White North. Yeah. So until then, uh, get vaccinated. And if you live in California, please don't be stupid. Yes. Yeah. Like, please, yeah. please don't be stupid. Don't be that guy. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't vote for stupid. Yeah. Like, you don't have to like one person to yeah. realize Don't that. be like Miles and me. Don't be Florida. Don't be Texas. Yeah, you guys have crazy governors. Keep your completely fine, made one stupid mistake governor. Yeah. All right, that's my soapbox. Until next week, be well, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.